Alright, I suppose we should start for real now, right? Yeah, absolutely. I had to unmute myself because I forgot that I muted myself and we're using Discord. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We are we are using new technology this week. Let's see how this fares. Awesome. So we got a really special guest today. We got uh, Jelly, who is uh, kind enough to join us um, in uh, awkward hours. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you have me here. Like it's it's awesome. I enjoy watching your show, uh, like most of the time. When when I wake up early, and uh, yeah. yeah, now I'm here. Yeah. So what time is it? Oh, uh, right now it's nearly five a.m. in the morning. Oh my gosh, five a.m. Yeah. I am sorry. What did we do to you? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I usually get up early. Like uh, when when I go to school, I have to get up at five usually. So yeah. that's not. That's not a problem. Cool. Well, welcome. Um, why don't you tell everybody, you know, a little bit about... Ooh, hold on. Let's get some hypes going in chat because Charmer just got a sub. <laughs> it's a rare enough occurrence. <laughs> why don't you tell everybody a who little bit about... Who could that uh, be? Right, right. Tell everybody about how you are, how you, who you are, how'd you get playing Legends, and uh, let everybody know what's going on. Yeah, so I'm uh, yeah a forty-year-old woman, and uh, I played Hearthstone before, yeah. like for nearly three years. And I yeah. really like that. Also, got me into streaming because like streaming card games is just like so awesome. You can do other stuff. You can eat. You can yeah. talk to your chat and just relax. And uh, yeah, then uh, I'm not sure if you know. Uh, like it's uh, like. He's called It Stands, but it's LT Stands. Um, the, the, like he's in a lot of streams, usually mm -hmm. in uh, Elder Scrolls streams. Mm -hmm. And he's a long friend of mine, mm -hmm. playing Hearthstone together and stuff. And cool. he was always like, come, play Test Legends, do it, start. And yeah, yeah, I had some issues, did not work on Linux um, at all for a long time. And when it finally came out on mobile and then on uh, Steam, I tried it again and we did a co-op and I was not, I don't know, I felt like, ah, oh, colors are so gray, it looks a bit clunky compared <laughs> to Hearthstone and like right. it takes so long. Yeah. But then on a really boring day, I grabbed it again and then I played for 12 hours straight <laughs> and I played the next two days, like nearly as much. I got yeah. like uh, solo arena rank one and then... Nice. I could not play Hearthstone anymore. Since then, I stopped. So, yeah, yeah that's my story. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, that's kind of like a lot of people's story, right? Like, they came from Hearthstone, and they tried Legends and weren't able to go back because it's just a superior game in every conceivable way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not in the, uh, like, um, uh, the overlay I think, sure. or like some some stuff is still clunky, um, and the looks like if you're used to Hearthstone, yeah, uh, it's like so colorful. But now I cannot look at Hearthstone anymore. Like it's like ah, my eyes like it's it's just um, too yeah. much colors. <clears throat> that makes sense. That makes sense. So uh, yeah, we had a expansion drop this week. Yeah, actually, just, just a couple days ago. What have you guys been playing? Uh, not a lot yet. I've actually been <laughs> title, uh, 
title farming. So tonight oh. will be my first night on the ladder with the new cards. Okay. Um, I fell asleep last night when I was supposed to stream, like a naughty person, and then when I've been playing on mobile, I have been title farming. So I farmed up, what is it, like the Plunderer, the Captain of Hooks, I got the Abominator, the, the Mechanar one, the secret title, I got that one today. So nice. I've knocked out a bunch of titles, but I plan on playing uh, a new version of Merrick because I really want to try the uh, the new Giant as basically a second Ice Storm. I think that if tokens are still running around, and it sounds like they are, uh, that Merrick is a good place to be. And then I plan on giving Warrior and Sorcerer a try because they're the obvious uh, picks. And then uh, I kind of want to play around with the Voice of Balance a bit because I think that card has a ridiculous amount of potential. Mm, yeah, so I have played some decks from Ray Ray uh, with the Wolf. Uh, like it's kind of a Math Crusader. So I tried that yesterday a little bit and it was uh, kind of fun. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, everyone tries to uh, delete the wolf as soon as it hits the board, but uh, the other cards are still um, good. Like, that was a nice deck. Then I also, like, I'm I'm really bad at deck building still. Like, I don't know. It, it doesn't work. But I try to do a single battle mage with yeah. uh, lots of unique legendaries and also yeah. the bard <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah. then put in the orb like this uh the the three cost um yeah. support and uh, the five five cost card and the yeah the 11 cost card and i i could never get the combo with the bard because it was just a couple of games right. but um or the orb but even the 11 cost card is crazy when you have like good items and stuff right. like you get really good uh like uh yeah cards out of it but usually i feel that deck is just like it's really inconsistent and too slow like if you, if you have meet like uh tokens i just got crushed or right, uh right. like uh, another deck like sometimes you get awkward draws and sometimes you can just like I don't know the high roll potential is uh, so crazy with that. <laughs> like sometimes you have just all the answers that you need. Like you have your one lightning bolt when you need it, and uh, mm. whatever. I feel you. I was uh, I was I so <laughs> voice of balance inspired me to build a battle mage uh, <clears throat> altar of despair deck because I can't help myself, and um, I. Uh, you know, I just I I, thought, I look at Voice of Balance and I think this is a card that's strong enough to like warp my deck around building. And I was like, what? What's the deck that would benefit the most from a four drop eight eight? And I thought Battle Mage uh, Alter would be pretty funny. Um, and I played against two Singleton decks in a row, both mages. And the first one, you know, had the right answer at the right time, and I just got annihilated. Um, you know, and then uh, the second one, you know, seemed to draw the wrong half of his deck, and I just steamrolled him. So I, I found that the variance in the singleton decks can be really high. You know, obviously, like, lists will get refined, and um, color combinations that have access to, like, redundant removal and uh, threats and stuff are going to be, you know, uh, I think the premium choices for 
the singleton decks, but um, I, I what I've enjoyed most is running into people playing cards that I've never seen on the ladder before, and I think that this expansion's done an amazing <laughs> job of like diversifying my experience. Yeah, what I find at the moment, it's really hard to tell if they are a singleton deck, like especially in Mage, because like Mage, yeah. you have so many uh, different types anyway. It's, right. it's sometimes right. hard to tell uh, which kind of Mage is it. And then uh, with a singleton style, I don't know, it usually looked like a normal deck till they played their singleton card. And then I'm like, oh, right. that's what right. it is. And yeah. it's, uh, yeah, like in Hearthstone, it was much easier. Like usually you could tell on turn three, because they played suboptimal cards uh, that are never used in other decks, uh, that they were the singleton deck. Right. Uh, and then you could, like, uh, yeah, be really aggressive and try to kill them before they played Reno. And, right. Uh, yeah, it's it's not that uh, that easy to tell at the moment. Right. Or at least, like, for me, I'm, I'm still sometimes confused which well, match it is. Me too. I mean, I had a guy go Broom and Profiteer into Daggerfall Mage, and I was like, well, I know what I'm <laughs> facing. And then a couple turns later, played Morakai, and I was like, well, I don't have any idea what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Mage is, like, the easy go-to answer, because a lot of redundant, really good removal right. exists in that class, and it's yeah. just... It's always been a high-power class. Um, right. But the other one that I've been kind of itching to try would be uh, Assassin. Specifically because you can also run, like, Alter still. I mean, you get only the one copy, right? But there's enough, like, draw. And yeah. just basically, like, if you take a Control Assassin Shell and the Alter Assassin Shell, as much of it as you can with the Singletons, and then kind of fill in the rest, I think that there is potentially enough there as well. Yeah, I would agree with that. I've been looking at Spell Sword. I've been looking at Battle Mage because I think it's funny. And I've been looking at Assassin a lot as well. I think Blue just it really does a few things very specifically and very well and offers a lot to decks that need to be flexible in their approach with their cards. Yeah, that seems seems right. Like, um, Yeah, what else did I wanted to try? I mean, I got crushed by an archer who played the 11-cost card and... Yeah journey oh, and i was yeah. like I, I did not look into that before and then yeah. he played journey and then two turns later the whole board was like full <laughs> with guards that had six eight and ten yeah. eight and ten yeah. eleven stats and whatever like and i was like yeah. okay <laughs> like i yeah i mean for some people that was an obvious thing like for me i was just like oh all right, and um, yeah, yeah, and Archer could could really like uh, hold you back, like uh, yeah, shoot your um, cards. But I, I was also confused what cards he had in his deck. Like I was like, is he mid range? What is he playing? Yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea of stacking the early game with guards until you draw your insane combo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could do the same thing with like standard lethal archer and then just yeah. also have the combo in it, which is kind of nuts. And then somebody in my Discord was playing a version of archer that had a ton of charge creatures, but they were just oh, yeah. using the charge creatures to trade. And then yeah. they played and then they played Journey into Talia's conscription and they said they oh got 31 points of burst off of it. You guys, I know exactly. Oh my God. 
what my next that video is like be. a deck I might like. Yeah. <laughs> that will be my next video. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't have to say you're sorry to me. I mean, that's that's yeah. right up my alley. So That's true. That's true. That's awesome. Uh, I hope it's not too broken because then we have like a week when everyone will play that and then right. but I, I guess it's it does not really work because if journey is like right bottom right. card of your deck then right. it's sometimes it takes so long to get there like 50 cards right I feel, I feel like you have to run blue for Laneth to double your chances of finding it mm. yeah you could do like a charge battle mage version potentially yeah mm. yeah. yeah I mean yeah, that's ex honestly. I, I'm just thinking about it in my head. All I'm thinking about is how much can I possibly burst for in one turn, and uh, we're gonna find out. In a couple of <laughs> I really have to check out your streams, but I think you you stream when I'm asleep, right? Which time is it usually? Like it's Mondays. Yeah, I stream Mondays, um, uh, six p.m. Mountain Standard Time in in um in the United States. Uh, so that's. God, dude, I, I've honestly cannot figure out time zones. Let me find out real quick. <laughs> uh, no, you can just tell me, like, uh, is it like, I don't know, how much time is it before the now? Like, is it like three oh, hours before? Yeah, about or... three hours before now, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's when I'm usually asleep, like deep oh, okay. asleep, hopefully. Yeah, it would, so, it would be like 2 a.m.-ish yeah. <laughs> time. Fair enough. Uh, you know, last week I actually was thinking about streaming a second day, and then right was out and I was getting ready to go on. I noticed Charmer was on. I was like, I can't do that to my brother. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what do you guys think of the power level of the new cards? Like, what, what you know is uh, you know the obvious early stuff that we're all going to be using, and what has some room to grow. I'm searching for a list of the cards, by the way. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the the obvious one is uh, Bleak Coast Troll. I think you're going to see a ton of that if you haven't already. Uh, yeah. Second likely most powerful card is going to end up being Voice of Balance, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just, it's really good. Uh, if you're not familiar, Ian Bits has already posted one list that I'm a big fan of. It's like a mid-range sorcerer list that also runs Voice of Balance and Hulking Fabricant because they both trigger uh, from Corsair ship. Yeah. And so I, I think that that's going to uh, end up being really uh, popular, if not at least very, very good, because it turns out 8.8s very early in the game are very, very good. And yeah. uh, outside of that, I think Cradle Crush. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of the Giant. I think that that'll certainly oh, yeah. see play. It's a great mid-range tool. It's a great control tool. Um, Cradle Crush has been nuts for me, like like astoundingly strong. Yeah, and I'm not surprised by that at all. In fact, I keep going back to you know for the longest time, Control Mage was always like the go-to control deck because you had all of your willpower, hard removal, and then you had Ice Storm. Right. But for me, right. I really kind of want to give Control Crusader a second look because you'll still have Skaven, you'll have Cradle Crush in place of Ice yep. Storm in many ways. You can run Fell the yep. Mighty if you want. Like I think there's a lot of tools there now. I agree, and I feel like Voice of Balance goes in that deck too. <laughs> I'll be honest, I have been warping decks to play Voice of Balance, and I've lost. I mean, like the the the, the downside to running Crown Quartermaster is worth the upside to running a Four Magicka Eight Eight with Guard. <laughs> yeah, I think the the power level uh, of the cards is really high. Like, yeah. uh, or like uh, compared to the. 
uh, new new cards that I've experienced in Clockwork City. Like that was the first time I, yeah. I had uh, like experienced new cards. Yeah. And uh, their power level was like mostly lower from the stats. And these are like these yeah. are insane stats, I think. And also like really powerful uh, effects. Like I, I think cast into time. Mm. I, I think that will be come a really annoying card. Actually, <laughs> like uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of afraid of that card the most. Like I think the others are like still. Yeah. Uh, you can deal with them somehow. Like you, you could always deal with the cards on board. Like even the four Magicka five five is somehow. Right. Uh, like you can maybe somehow get rid of it, but uh, yeah. and yeah, okay, maybe a four magica eight eight is a bit harder. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. Cast into time is making me a bit afraid. Yeah, I, I, I th you know, I was thinking about Bleak Coast Troll and Voice of Balance, and I, I think you know, I think obviously like four magica is the low, like the lowest you can cost something that requires like direct targeted removal because at four you have access to at, you know in the, in the removal cost uh you have fell the mighty and you have um edict mm -hmm. of azura so like you have options that you can play in response but uh, you know i still like i'm not excited about the idea of playing last season's uh uh jesus um Sorcerer mid-range deck, <laughs> and now getting beaten down by Bleak Coast Troll in addition to that, you know. And you mean playing against the Sorcerer? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Sorcerer was uh, really strong. I agree. So far, and yeah, at the moment, like, lots of people are also playing Sorcerer because of the bug, like... Um, right, right. Because yeah. they want to, like, have all these uh, fancy skeletons. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let's, I, uh, I really, I was going to say, I really think that as good as Sorcerer is, that there's a version of Warrior that also kind of terrifies me, just yeah. in that, uh, yeah. if you, if you start running Bleak Coast Troll and Lumbering Ogrim in your four slot, yeah. and yeah. you can use either of those to force out that hard removal that you're talking about, that yeah. makes a follow-up sower on curve the next turn that much more brutal. Right. Because mm -hmm. that means that they no longer likely have it for that. So I agree. I think that there's a version of Warrior that kind of terrifies me right now. That is that is true. Like I think the Warrior could be potentially much stronger than the uh, Sorcerer. Like because you also have like if you have Vanguard uh, as well. That's like you, first you have a charge creature that can trade favorably, then you get a five five uh four four and like yeah. the other stuff. Like like because red is so aggressive and yeah. then Ah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh. Yeah. And if you really want to get disgusting, there is potentially a world uh where voice of balance is also ran in Warrior. I agree. I, I don't think it's unrealistic. Um, I think you can... I mean, even without putting much thought into it, you know, Northwind Outpost is a reasonable card. Uh, if you want to get a little spicy, Stormcloak Camp, one of my favorite cards. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things you can do. I, I just feel like the support is the hardest uh, card to trigger with that card. Yeah, I mean, I would agree, but 
you know, you get Skyforge, you can have Northwind Outpost if you go with the red heavy version. You could even, I God, I cannot believe I am about to say this out loud, but you could even do something as silly as Mundus Stone. Yeah, in, that's true. In just about any deck. Yeah. I recently have crafted Mundus Stone. Oh I'm, God, why? I'm ashamed. Well, yeah. Why? <laughs> like, Ray Ray made an assassin deck. And yeah. I really wanted to try some altar assassin, and Mandelstone has been too good. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like if you have lots of creatures, like also little creatures, and then yeah, eventually you get there. Like the only problem that I had so far with that deck was healing. Sometimes I just couldn't get the healing uh, yeah. uh, available, and then I just died. But um, <laughs> Otherwise, that that was too strong. Fair enough. You know, Item Assassin is yet another deck that could totally take advantage of Voice of Balance as well. Yeah. Very uh, easily. 100%, yeah. I agree. I mean, like, I was looking at, at, at putting it into um, Support Mage based on the strength of Daggerfall Mage and Dawn, uh, Dawnbreaker and just like hoping you know like I, otherwise looking at it it's just like a four magic a four four that trades in the early game but uh item assassin came to mind as a way where you could reliably trigger it yeah especially something like item assassin because if you run the version uh or just any of the item combo decks if you're running the versions that also run something like uh palace conspirator right where you right, draw a right. card and discard a card because it counts in your discard pile, like that's yeah. an even easier way to get that thing triggered. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, I think it's honestly, I think it's strong enough to. Um, uh, it 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 got its cost changed. The three drop now blue support card that gives you a storm matronarch eventually. Oh um, uh, yeah, darker birth. Dark no, no. or uh, dark rift. Sorry, dank rift. Dark rift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I almost think it's like. I think Dark Rift is a reasonable card. Uh, I don't think it's that good anymore, but uh, I think that uh, it's a, something to look at when you're thinking about ways to trigger Voice of Balance. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that it comes down a turn before Voice of Balance can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but but the the Palace guy is also. Um, I yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I think we will see that a lot. Yeah. See. Like because uh, but then also this this uh from the Clockwork City, maybe that card gets better, the the five five um banish your um graveyard. Yeah, that's true. I mean I do like that guy as a safety valve against you know, degenerate things like we're trying to come up with here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy it's it's kind of like a safety net, right? Yeah, like if right. if stuff gets too silly then uh Haha! Here's my five I still run one of those in my my support mage just as like a way to stem the loss I'm facing against Journey. So, I I think it's a reasonable card in some decks. Yeah, I think the biggest problem with Memory Wraith is that it costs five, so it's a turn after Voice of Balance is already in eight. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true and it is a well system. ideally like uh i don't know how much uh, like how often you can trigger it like on turn four right, like, right. I, I think it usually comes out turn six maybe turn yeah. five i would agree i would agree um 
also worth pointing out that uh, um, Alter Assassin could probably pretty reliably trigger it, um, you know, with a little modification to include some items. Maybe there's, you know, maybe this is a... I mean, I don't know. See, like, I, I think Voice of Balance is so strong that it's a reason to run things like um, Corsair Ship, to be honest with you. I think that card is just nuts. <laughs> Yeah. I also always like when I see the Corsair that comes out, it reminds me of you, Justin. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> like, I mean, okay, it's, it's like a really aggressive version of you. <laughs> but, there we go. Uh, Man. Well. <laughs> I, do, uh, I do like dressing up like a pirate. I, can't, I cannot help myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good times. I mean, so, I mean, obviously there's some other cards that are in the set that are kind of crazy powerful, too. There are. Um, the thing that I'm still, like, I've been trying to wrap my head around it for the last couple days, and I think I'm just settling on that there's not enough to do something really crazy with it now, but I'm going to keep it earmarked for later as Doppelganger. Because on the face of it, yeah. I feel like that card should be capable of doing some very powerful stuff. Yeah. But I haven't been able to figure out exactly what. Hold on, I, I, I have the an I have the answer. <laughs> you're gonna need a ramp to seventeen Magicka, <laughs> so you're gonna have to do this in Sorcerer. <clears throat> what you're gonna do is clone your Supreme Atromancer. <laughs> <laughs> that's my plan. Well, I mean, uh, I, I have actually um, the first game with the new cards. Yeah. I played against the green deck, and then there was Tuscat with one health. Yeah. And I removed the other creature because, like, okay, when you kill Tuscat, you still have the 4-4 in the board. So, right. yeah, I was I was kind of dying. And yeah. then he just, like, used Doppelganger. Like, yeah, it was <laughs> an assassin. And I was like, oh, shit, now you have to play around that. Like, the 4-4 is much better because it cannot yeah. charge. So, um that's, that's like if if there's Tuscat on the board, you cannot leave it up anymore if you play against Assassin. That's like, a really good uh, point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like the proper home for it is something like an Ultra Assassin build that's also trying to trigger Journey at some point. But specifically Ultra Assassin just because the five slots always been a little clunky in that anyway. And there's right, enough, like, like, summon effects that it makes it worth your... Like, even if you just doppelganger a sheer point or something, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to yeah. get value out of it. Yeah. But then on the way back from Journey, then you might even get more value because you'll be able to play it in conjunction with some discounted stuff. I don't know. I I think it's crazy. Like, it, like I love... See, this is what I thought. What, this is why I thought the Madhouse Collection was amazing, and what I like about this set too, right? Like, these are all interesting cards. Like, there's no filler. Like, I'll be honest. Even Sly Marshblade, which is like on the surface, like a kind of like one of the least interesting cards, I guess maybe to some people when they look at this set. I've been asking for more card creatures with Last Gasp draw a card. Like, it's been like my the one card thing that I request over and over and over again. And I think Sly Marshblade's really, really strong. Uh, I think all these cards are interesting. All these cards are playable. I mean, Bleak Coast Troll is probably the most boring, but yeah, a doppelganger is by itself going to cause me to spend more time brewing than anything than the entirety of Clockwork City did. Yeah, I really like Catra uh, mechanics. So, also, yeah. what I'm looking at is Namira's Shrine. I yeah. think that could be like 
I don't know. I think there can be like some interesting decks with that, where you cycle yeah. and uh, like I th uh, who uh, yeah I saw CVH's video. He was like, yeah, play raiding party, play the two um, one yeah. ones, and then you're good to go. You get another card. So that's yeah. um, kind of like also my my favorite kind of deck. Yeah. So far was like Red Crusader. So maybe mm. I don't know. Maybe there is like potentially more uh, like reliable card draw, and then. Mm. But but it's like the four cost is a bit heavy. Yeah. Like for for a is, full aggressive deck. Is doppelganger I, enough to push fat totems over? I don't know. See, I don't know how it interacts with them. <laughs> I just was thinking about things that I would really want to copy. An assembled titan, I think, actually might be. Yeah the most up there right like i'm trying i'm trying to imagine like a control uh control sorcerer yeah that is factotum based i'm i'm not sure i see i haven't i have i've been playing um singleton decks so i have not had a chance <laughs> to, goof, to goof off goof off with doppelganger yet I'm not sure how it interacts with them i've yeah, it's, about how it works with uh, it's sometimes awkward because like when you get your factotum pushed back to the hand. Yeah. It's like it's uh it still buffs the other factotums again, but it's like uh a mm. two three or whatever. Like it's it's right. it's weird interaction with the factotums. I'm not sure if it's a bug or if it's just um what they want it to be, but it might be that it just copies the original stats. Right. Yeah, see, I'm just not sure how that works. Yeah, I'm not sure how yeah, it works. That's, that's a good question. I was yeah. mostly just thinking about in terms of getting even more assemble triggers because, right. like, as I think about the tools that exist in Sorcerer, you get all of the normal, like, blue removal package. So you get your ice storms, you get your lightning bolts and things like that. You get yeah. all of the fact totems, but then you'd also get uh, Galen, Soul Tear, Maybe Dark mm -hmm. Rebirth if you want it. You get Lanith to fetch your Assembled Titan if you don't find it. And then, obviously, the Assembled Titan that you want to... Because the, the life gain stacks. So the big thing with Assembled Titan is as many times as you can use that to choose the gain two health thing, eventually you'll make it so that you just forever right. stabilize, right? Now, right. I don't know if that's good enough, but I think that that might at least be fun to test. Yeah, I would agree. It depends, I guess, how aggressive the new decks are. Like at the moment, uh, because everyone is trying and yeah. decks are not that refined. Right. Uh, like everything is a bit slower, I guess. Yeah. I would agree. <laughs> Although I, I took a real... <laughs> I got my face smashed in playing against uh, LMAO, actually, the, the streamer <laughs> earlier today. I was... I just got off work. I needed to relax, so I hopped on a ladder with Mono Purple, complete with my new troll. <laughs> and, and he was playing Crusader Tokens, and I was just like, "What? I, the, what is this? <laughs> the expansion came out yesterday. Like, how? What is going on here?" So I think there are plenty of people out there who are taking advantage of it. I can't sympathize. Like, I don't know. Usually, when there are new cards, like. Yeah. people like justin or like charma i guess like you're like yes new right. cards let's try everything and i'm like ah what do i do <laughs> shit too many cards i don't know what do i play so i just yeah. stick to the like the deck that i know I usually but yeah I'm, I'm changing a little bit but it's like hard to make a new like a full deck but right. 
that also works. Like, I think it's not fun when you just, like, draw weird cards that don't work together or you, like, right. yeah, you just get, get crushed. That's true. I mean, like, look, I've lost, like, ten games in the last two days with uh, Alter Battle Mage. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've won one, which, by the way, will be the one that shows up on my channel. But <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I have not uh, had a whole... I've lost tons of games recently, and that's fine. You know, like, for, I feel like for every awful idea I have, like... Or I take it back, for every reasonable idea I have, I have a dozen awful ones. And, you know, it, it's those moments of, like, victory and success that just make all that losing worth it to me. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? We lost, uh... We lost Jelly. She abandoned us. Oh, my God, I'm split between two screens. This is like a Star Trek episode with where, where I split into two different people. Yeah. It uh, looks like she's not on Discord at all, so I don't know if it uh, closed out, crashed. Oh, man. Right on. Well, we can take this opportunity to hype up. We have a guest for next week. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. Ian Bits has confirmed. Yep. Ian Bits will be on the show next week. Uh, there's Jelly. There's Jelly, Jelly in be, chat. Yeah. Jelly will be back, I'm sure. You know, it's that, that shoddy German craftsmanship on their internet service over there. <laughs> I am, of course, or, kidding. Or she just accidentally clicked something because we made her get up at 5 in the morning. That is true, dude. It's it's only 9.30 here, and I'm struggling. <laughs> okay, I seems like I'm back. I'm not sure what happened there. It's yeah. Discord That's disconnected. Not a problem. It happens. Yeah. These things happen. One time, one time Charmer's computer, like, burst into flames in the middle of a podcast. That, that's actually <laughs> happened twice. Yeah. So now he has, like, you have, like, a water bucket here, so you can just, like... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or, like, like a little pistol. <laughs> well, he lives in a cold, desolate wasteland, so there's snow outside, and you can put it on his computer. I mean, he's not wrong. I do live in a cold, desolate wasteland. Yeah. <clears throat> it's funny because people talk about how cold it is in the in the mountains here, and uh, I feel like I feel like it's colder where you are, Charmer. It might be. I mean, it was yeah. really cold today, like yeah. very, very bitter cold. But <laughs> oh my right. god! Now, now we are talking about the Celsius against the other like and, and i never uh, fahrenheit and i and i have no oh, idea yeah. how to calculate that so sure. i don't know how cold it is <laughs> this is all but you... I, I, I just imagine really cold you yeah. just have to know that our cold is colder than your cold because our zero is far less than your zero <laughs> there you go wait is that true <laughs> yes Look, zero degrees celsius is 32 degrees fahrenheit so if it's zero for us it's right well oh, below zero it's much colder yeah yeah for, for some perspective on where i live i'm about i was going to try to do the kilometer thing but i don't even know how many miles it is I, i'm like 50 miles away from a 14,000 foot mountain like uh i live where it's cold <laughs> like usually yeah like i mean in germany it's usually okay 
Like um, sometimes we get some really uh, cold uh, weather from Russia, mostly like from uh, continental weather. That's interesting. And, that, we get our we get our presidents from Russia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of like cold, cold in Germany, don't you guys get like some so cold also wars cold, too? right? Like uh, yeah. Uh, so um, uh, what what did you ask, Chama? Oh, I I just asked if uh, you know you guys get cold wars there in Germany. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's that was like yeah when I was born that was like yeah. the the highlight, like yeah. for ten years. I was always like when I was a child, I was okay. I, I grew up in a Catholic little village, so um, of course I did go to church. And like every night when I prayed, I was like, "Please don't uh, trigger the um, the bomb to destroy everything." And like I I don't know, like I it, it seemed so weird later, but right now I guess I can actually start uh, praying again. Yes, yeah. and like. Yeah. Uh, Every day, countless Americans are worried about our president doing the same thing. <laughs> I, I still cannot believe it, actually. Like, I try to, oh, like, yeah. I don't know. It's out of my mind. Like, yeah, I... you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I got to go back real quick. Ray Ray said one of the funniest things I've ever seen in chat. <laughs> he said, I had to get up at 2 p.m. last weekend for you hoodlums. <laughs> oh. like, I am so sorry, Ray Ray. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really hard for him because, like, he usually... I mean, why did you get up in the first place? You're just, like, up all the time, right? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Energizer bunny, that dude. (laughs) Sometimes he has to sleep, too. Yeah. I used to get up around 2 p.m. all the time, and then I had kids. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) Well, my lifestyle was obviously a little weird for a while. <laughs> <laughs> like so, after, yeah, after after school, when I was working as a social worker, I had to uh, start work around like when the kids get out of school, uh, like right. at at one p.m. Yeah. So usually I woke up like half an hour before, and then just walked there, yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was also weird. Like, I, I was, like, painting mostly yeah. during the night. It was, like, a bit awkward when, when you live with your family all the time. You have all these noises around you. Like, it feels that, that there are people there. And there I was, like, in an isolated room most of the time. No one was, like, living near there. So it was yeah. kind of awkward. So I put on the television and just painted and, uh, yeah. Crichton says, I certainly will not will get up not before 2 p.m. tomorrow if you have one of those two-hour podcasts again. We only know, have two-hour podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Fun fun fact for people who's made their first show or something, every episode is planned to be about 50 minutes to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I think and it's shortest, usually three, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the shortest we've ever had was like an hour and 40 minutes. Right. And that's because the computer died. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait, maybe well, I feel like one night I tried to get off early and waited up like at like two hours exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Good times. Uh, so how, I was thinking about this. Like, I know that when the new cards were revealed, there was some disappointment on Reddit about Morakai the Deathless. Morakai is the five-five for five unique legendary that says, if you started the game with no duplicates, you gain five health and restore a rune. You know, I think comparisons were made to Reno Jackson, who 
uh, if you fulfill a similar requirement, and a requirement that's easier to meet in Hearthstone, too, um, you gain all your life back, right? Yeah. Now, I have to say, my experience with Morakai, both playing with it and against it so far, has been that it's exactly as powerful as I want it to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, you know, Jax, like, Hearthstone always had those cards that were just, like, nuts. And I really appreciate in Legends that they, like, all the cards seem more balanced. Like, even yeah. if you have, like, something like Mammoth, that is, like, a really powerful card. Uh, like, yeah. if, if you would have that in Hearthstone consistently, right. it would be, like maybe too powerful but um yeah. like i don't know it's it's still balanced and i yeah like getting your rune back like isn't that like really awesome oh yeah it's huge i mean that's been my yeah. experience with it like that you know because we've talked for a long time and i know we've talked about it in the show before like what do we how we feel about restoring runes and i think honestly at one point i was even like I think I might have come out against it. I can't remember. <laughs> but, like, my experience with this card has been great. Like, I think it's perfectly balanced. Yeah. Like, I mean, usually I'm not playing, like, the control player. So I haven't played with uh, Mechanical Heart yet. But I remember me being really annoyed that the rune was uh, still there. Like, yeah. you could deal with the health, but then playing against another rune, like, right. usually it crashes you. Like, it's... it's yeah. It's kind of really powerful. Uh, yeah. So, well, meh. the thing I, about... I, I have won many games because Mechanical Heart triggered. <laughs> yeah. The thing about Morakai is, is unlike Mechanical Heart, the rune restoration is on summon. And yeah. so, there are plenty of ways to abuse summon effects, right? Yeah. When you think about. Uh, you know, Dark Rebirths and A Night to Remember, mm. and even Kalen works with it. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, that's that's also a you know a path. You got like Dragon Priest Mask. Like if you, I mean that's that's the real kicker, right? Like if you were to do your siege and get Morakai out, and then have your item be Dragon Priest Mask, and then have your you know action be Dark Rebirth or something silly, um, <clears throat> you're you have the potential to just like outright win a game um yeah it's it's good enough i think even at just five health in a rune because of the potential of abuse there i agree and and if you are like over 30 health then of course you don't get like an right an additional rune right <laughs> like it's just right. uh it just restores the ones that are broken so you have to play slower against certain classes uh, like certain decks when they are singleton decks right right not break a room and uh risk that they get it back <clears throat> huh. yeah I, I think this singleton i think that the three cards you know i, I obviously wouldn't mind more support for singleton for the singleton deck building thing but i think these three cards are perfect like playing siege is one of the most like one of the coolest feelings I've ever had in the game. I mean, getting the 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 creature, the item, the action, the support, and having a deck full of singletons, like single copies of cards, is so much fun. And uh, I, I at ten cost, I think it's totally appropriately costed. Um, you can do a lot of really broken things at ten Magicka. I've had an absolute blast playing that card. It <laughs> is the only reason that I would consider playing. Like as good as Morakai is, as good as. Uh you know sets masterwork is like the only reason that i ever have any incentive to play singleton is siege 
because it's really hard for you to not get an amazing play out of Siege. Like, at 10 Magicka, even if the four cards you get all cost three, like, mm -hmm. that's still a net of 12 and four, you know, 12 Magicka and four cards. So, like, you still got, yeah. you know, a two Magicka discount and four cards worth of tempo play out of your one card. And that's on, like, a really mediocre low roll. Once you start, you know... I keep going back to like the idea of you know battle mage or something where if you've got your your only two supports in the deck are the sets master work and Rothgar Forge for example like you're gonna have an amazing siege because you're probably gonna get Rothgar Forge and do crazy things from that point on. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll be honest. When I first started playing Singleton Mage, like uh, on in multiple games, I use when I used Lanith, If I had already cast or had Siege in my hand, I, I would go for Sets Masterwork every time because I just seemed like one of the best things I could do because I frequently would just have a handful of cards. But over time, I've been like Sets Masterwork's been good. It's been good. There's no doubt about it. But over time, like the real impetus for running this you know type of deck is you know clearly become Siege in my mind. Yeah. Morkai's got some cool art though. <laughs> By the way, I do I have to talk about Sly Marshblade, right? Because I do love that I love anything that draws cards. And I you know, this is a I feel like Sly Marshblade is a really, really strong card. I like Sly Marshblade in uh <laughs> in the elusive talked about a lot, rarely seen or played uh, mid-range scout deck. Um, I think it's a totally reasonable early play. It pressures the opponent. And in the, as the game goes on, drawn a card's totally cool too. I, I think Slime Marshblade's a better card than, than I think it looks yeah, like. Yeah, see, I, I don't think it belongs in like a mid-range tempo scout because I don't okay. think that it's better than any of the other versions of cards you already want to include. Like, I don't think you run it over Windkeep. I don't think okay. you run it over Goblin Skulk, Mournhold Trader, and probably not even over Barrow Stalker or Dragon Tail Savior. I'll be honest, man. I hate running Mournhold Trader. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but even uh, even without Mournhold Trader, like all of the things that I just listed are probably still better. I think. Uh -huh. uh, I think that by the time Seven Magicka rolls around yeah. for a deck like that, you're trying to win the game, right? So for me, I think that that card actually shines in uh, some version of like a ramp scout if that ever does attempt to make a comeback or something like control assassin. Um, I actually think it would be better in something like that. Do you like it in ultra assassin? I mean, like you play ultra turn one, you pull out your ungulum or your assassin turn seven you're gonna have or sorry turn six turn seven you're gonna have seven magic and to be able to trigger your sly marsh blade if when you pull it out and if it dies yeah i wouldn't be necessarily against it there um okay. the problem with that is i think that you still also want to run like murkwater witch and shrinking harpy as well but i think that it yeah. would be potentially fine there usually okay. i don't have a problem with drawing cards in ultra assassin though like, I have more problems drawing cards in, like, Control Assassin and, you know, Ramp Scout usually doesn't have too many problems because of Eclipse Baroness, but I think it would be fine there as well. Yeah, I, I've, like, yesterday, the, I faced three scouts in a row, I think, and they were playing the card, like, usually on turn six in the Shadow Lane, and then uh, 
it could attack and trigger on turn seven. And that was like, uh, yeah, they found their Baronesses and it was not a good, <laughs> a good ending to that, to those games. So yeah, yeah I, I do think the card is powerful. Like drawing cards effect is, is like a really powerful effect usually in cards. Yeah. It's like normally statted. Like it, it does not have like a downside from the stats uh, for two Magicka, I think. And uh, kind of, kind of okay for for scout to um, get rid of other threats. That's maybe, fair. maybe like the thief skilled recruit is uh, also great because you yeah. have the prophecy and right. you can reliably uh, get rid of uh, like any creature that is there because it has lethal. But um, that's true. It is. It is so like a really it is a really good card like or maybe between good and really good I would say. <laughs> it, it might be that like I'm so like historically like uh, I think the show's done a pretty good job uh, Charmer and I of uh, accurately guessing uh, what cards or new sets are going to be popular or powerful. Um, and he gave me a lot of shit because I was like, look, Daring Heist says draw two <laughs> cards, man. Like. And I was just like, I was adamant about. It. I was like, I don't like other than Triumphant Yar. Like, what else says draw two cards in this game? Like, I want to draw two cards. And I mean, I have not. Uh, he, he's brought that up many times since then, <laughs> because we. I mean, Daring Heist, of course, has seen absolutely no play. So it might be that like my like just preference for drawing lots of cards is interfering with my ability to accurately gauge Slime Arch played. But, Wait, I, I was I was exciting about Daring Heist, and I yeah. played it in some arenas and. Yeah. But it, it it's it's really hard like that early yeah. to trigger like in both lanes and then go face yeah. and maybe yeah. break a rune and stuff like it's just like the downside is uh, just too high <laughs> like it's, yeah. it it doesn't really work like it's it's too complicated and then right. you uh, abandon the board. Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say this about Slay Mercblade. I think that it's very good in arena. Because yeah. it's a good, I mean, two drops are always great in Arena, and it's the sort of thing that does not suck to top deck late game, which is always right. kind of a drawback in Arena, right? So I think it's yeah. fine there. Um, <laughs> and I, I think that Slime Marsh Blade has potential. Like, I don't think it's a bad card. I just, I don't yeah. think that it fits at all in mid-range decks. And so at that point, you just have to say, like, what are our agility-based control decks? And right yeah. now, those just aren't faring very well. Uh, but as they pick up new tools, maybe next round of, you know, card releases or whatever, or maybe a monthly card or something, um, then I think it might have the potential to shine in the future. Um, That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some played it in, uh, like yesterday, some played it in Archer as well. Yeah. Tried it. Um... Yeah. Uh, like Rage Archer, I could totally see it uh, having <laughs> a home there. I mean, its biggest... Its biggest problem there is it doesn't have lethal. Um, yeah. But I like I think that's fine. Yeah. It, look, it says draw a card, man. I don't see how this could possibly go wrong. That's fair. I was thinking about Namira's Shade. Um, the dream, of course, right, is to have three Namira's Shades in play. Shrine, Namira's Shrine. Have three of these in play, and uh, play three cards every turn, and then draw three more cards. And here's why I think this is important. <laughs> because there's an OTK available in this game that, like, uh, well, you have to play it the turn before. I guess you could give it charge. But look, if you draw, if, if your deck is 
just copies of uh, Elusive Schemer, <laughs> and, you, and you have an Arcanium Librarian on board, you can deal as much damage as you have time to keep going. Elusive Schemers, right? But in order to pull this off, in, in order to pull this off, you have to draw all the other cards out of your deck first, right? So Nimira Shrine is a way to draw three extra cards every turn and then play them all. And, uh... I feel like I obviously I only need to do it once. I pulled it off against the AI one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make this a thing. I'm gonna try to make this a thing. Okay, I think I play uh, the sorcerer spell to yeah. silence all your schemers. Then <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Look, the deck doesn't function well against like actual other players, right? That doesn't mean I'm not gonna try. <laughs> It would be really heartbreaking to watch Justin go through all of that setup, and then just before he pulls it off, somebody cast in times his elusive schemer. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and just removes the deck, just gone. Yeah, that's how that ends. Bible thump. I I totally agree. That is what will happen to me. One hundred percent. Yeah, I I do think the Namir Shrine is interesting for. Yeah. A, a number of reasons it kind of makes me want to go back to trying to make smugglers hall work yeah you know i i i play quite a bit of market decks i mean they're one of my favorite decks to play and uh i think namira shrine uh so anyway what i totally lost my train of thought for a second um i i, I like smugglers hall in in some of those decks and i think that getting extra value out of smugglers hall is tremendous because those zero cost cards you know four of them are good you know i like it for like market decks i really would like to have a card like expand your deck space so you can maybe have 12 cards or like, oh, yeah. 13 yeah and then, like i i when i play a smuggler oh, soul yeah. i'm usually like oh shit let's right. hope i don't overdraw <laughs> like, yeah so uh, yeah I've done that. I spend more time counting when I'm playing that deck than I ha I do like when I just did my taxes. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, market uh, was the first deck I net decked. Like I, I played uh -huh. a bit of a budget sorcerer and a budget uh, red crusader deck uh, yeah. to to letter, and then market was the first professional yeah. deck I would call that I played. Sure. Um, that was, uh, yeah, I, I really liked it because I, for me, it felt like uh, in Hearthstone, the the decks that I liked the most were Freeze Mage and Aggro Shaman. Yeah. And so it felt that Market is like the fusion of those, of both decks. I'm just <laughs> laughing at Justin because you said Freeze Mage and Aggro Shaman and he started chuckling because I know he was thinking those couldn't be further apart I know. like I you, know. you might as well have just said like I like to play Lantern Control and Mono Red Burn just a deck of nothing yeah. but Lightning Bolts like <laughs> no actually like I mean uh, I guess that's just me I mean because yeah. what do I study art and computer science oh. so that sense. is obviously also like really like for most people it's really yeah. far away but for me it actually isn't so i i think uh like the the top freeze mage player uh, laughing um i watched him a lot and he also said like freeze mage is not a control deck it's a burn deck like yeah. you 
you try to like it's or it's like maybe more of a combo deck so um and and i think like uh with the way i played uh aggro decks it's also like that like not um <clears throat> to uh just like uh like deal consistently damage like try to have one huge burn at the end and so like i don't know there's like similarities to to uh both decks like first you you play aggressive and then you just burn them that makes sense i'm not gonna lie i like to play freeze mage when i played hearthstone <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did. In fact, uh, who was it? The guy, the Hearthstone streamer who got accused of botting all the time, Masan, Masson. Uh, he was playing. Um, he was playing Warlock or something. This is like a year and a half ago, longer than that now. And um, I, uh, I played. I was playing Freeze Mage, which was just. I mean, like he was playing Zoo, right? This is just like an auto win for me. So I, I tuned into his into his stream because I was like, I gotta watch myself kick this dude's ass. I mean, of course, he it was, he wasn't actually playing the, that game on stream, <laughs> but uh, I had a really good time with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's true. But sometimes, like, I mean, I've played a lot of Zoo uh, as well. Like that was the first deck that I played in Hearthstone, and yeah. um, I could, like, it depends how good the player was like but i could actually win a lot with zoo against freeze mage like when you when you get your doom guards and um the other uh, cards and when you like make them uh use their stuff inefficiently right. um because you, you get a good uh like start it was it was okay so like the first tournament i won in hearthstone was also like i played zoo Agro warrior, <clears throat> I think, and maybe hunter or so, and um, like uh, yeah, like there were there were some freeze mage players that I crushed. You and uh, you and Charmer got to do some deck building together. Cause it sounds like you guys both like punch and face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do like I do like that. I actually uh, really I... like to play control, Justin. I just control their face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. yeah, it's kind of like I I do think aggro decks have more in common with uh, control than mid range decks. Like uh, when I was uh, having a coaching with uh, CVH mm. about mid range, I felt like, oh shit, I actually have to go face more with mid range than with aggro. And I was like, oh wow, I gotta I gotta smore it more than I usually do. Like, I, I don't know. That's yeah. I I'm just a big big believer in uh, a phrase that I used to pepper with my uh, my friend all the time. Uh, I have this friend that I've known for decades, and he plays Magic, has a massive collection, very much into it. And I'm frequently telling him whenever we played, spe specifically at tournaments, don't forget to win. Because he's one of those people who, like, just gets caught up in the game and likes playing the board and likes having his stuff. Yeah. And... Yeah, this, it sounds like my, sounds like my brother. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, it basically is, right? And so, like, we would always have that, like, conversation about, like, don't forget to win. And so yeah. I think that's why when I play Legends, I think I'm more drawn to, like, aggressive or, like, aggressive mid-range lists because that's the reminder to myself to just don't forget to win, right? Like... Yeah. At some point, you're supposed to get your opponent's health down to zero, so we should probably right. do that. 
That's like the yeah. least interesting part of the game for me. <laughs> like I, I can like even with aggro, I can totally forget sometimes. And uh, when they, especially when they play huge threats, then I'm like, oh shit, how do I remove it? And then right. I forget to count if I have lethal or not. Uh, so, <laughs> but, but it it's got better, and uh, since then I'm winning more. So yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's totally fair. Like, sometimes I get so caught up, even when I'm playing, like, mid-range, I'll get caught up in, like, trying to make sure that I have control of the board and, and doing those things. And, yeah. like, sometimes the answer is, like, you've got enough of a snowball lead, now you just go face because you know that they can't stop you. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you have, like, 19 health and you've got, like, five creatures and they play, like, two... I very well often, like, fall into that trap of, like, okay, I'll trade two of mine into theirs... And then push a little bit of damage. But, like, the answer was really just, like, attack with everything. They'll end up at, like, two health and they can't answer your board and they can't kill you. Like, you've you've won the game here. Even if it's not lethal, you know that you're creating a scenario where they can't recover. Um, but, like, that's what I yeah, mean. Yeah, you have I to, like... You have to assume what cards they might have. Like, if they have an Ice Storm and their minions would live and yours would just die, then maybe... It's correct to to trade or like uh, yeah. If they could have like some burn and kill you, then uh, obviously you also better trade to to avoid dying. But yeah, it's it's true. <laughs> like it's uh, like it is a tough call. Like I think you have to be really familiar with the other deck to know what they might have and maybe assume like from the cards they kept in hand. Yeah. Uh, what is like yeah a good percentage. Uh, to have those cards. That's fair. So we've touched on a lot of the uh, a lot of the new Forgotten Hero collection. Uh, I, I just wanted to touch on one more card specifically. I feel like we haven't addressed, and this is I feel like the card with the highest threshold for being broken. Um, Ulfric's Uprising. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you guys figured out anything stupid to do with that yet? No. Yes. But yeah, I mean. Some effects are really nice, so I was like, "Oh shit, I can draw cards and right. uh, yeah." <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I know what the single best play with Ulfric's Uprising is. Does it involve having three supreme atromancers and an empty board? <laughs> no. Uh, it Just don't play. It involves conceding because <laughs> because God. that that card is very much uh, like win more. Yeah. Because here's the thing, right? You basically have to have two uh, summon effects on the board, right? Yeah. To ever have it be worth your time, and then hopefully have even more. But you have to have at least two. Because if right. you're only ever playing that card because you want to re-trigger a single summon effect, like Dragon Priest Mask is the way to go. And we've had that for a while, and that didn't really make a splash. So at this yeah. point, it's like, okay, i got to go all in on the summon thing. i got to have two or more. And they have to, like, be worth me playing this, so they better not be like, oh, I shackled a creature. Like, at a minimum, one of them has to draw a card to replace this thing, and I better be doing something cool, like maracking something. But if I've already played Merak and I have that board state, then I was already winning, and then I'm back to that don't-forget-to-win scenario. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying that you can't do cool stuff with it um i think that the only time i would ever consider playing it is i would maybe run it as a one of in like ultra assassin where you've got a lot of summon effects 
oh, as like a silver bullet, but I I don't think that it. Barring, I think we need more cards before that is good. Dude, in Alter Assassin, it. it I mean, look, I I I struggle with this card, right? Because I'm trying to find a, I'm trying to figure out something funny to do with it, but. Um, in Ultra Assassin, you it stand it has to stand next to uh, Necrom Mastermind, who is so many millions of times better than this card. <laughs> I think it depends on the version. Like if you build a Last Gasp Ultra Assassin, sure, but I usually build my Ultra Assassin very summon effect oriented. Because oh, I'm not even I'm not even discounting that. I, I what I mean is that. I think their abilities that trigger all your summons and trigger all your last gasps are comparable. And what <laughs> Necrom costs less and is also a 5 4 body. Yeah. But it is also triggering last gasps and the summons. So. That's true. Um, That's like, true. Sheer Point's a pretty powerful effect. Yeah. You know, like, like there, maybe that is like the place for it, right? Like, if you have a Murkwater Witch and a Sheer Point on the board. Yeah. Suddenly, Elfric's Uprising's actually pretty good. Right. You know? Oh my god. Kazukroc brought up Golden Saint. Yeah, Golden Saint, if both of your... Yeah. Like, if you play Golden Saint and it makes your two four fours, yeah. then you can play that and you'll make two That's more four fours Because each one will re-trigger. I do like that a lot. Yeah. Oh, now I'm thinking about Crusader again, which is how I kind of started this podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, Control Crusader, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah we, I mean, when I was playing Midrange Crusader, like, God, I started building that deck like a year ago now. Like, it was, I, I all I wanted to do was play Golden Saint in a Control deck, so I had to build a deck to gain a shitload of life because I knew that I was going to, you know, never be able to trigger it against anyone playing a reasonably paced deck. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that 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 shell still exists, and I think Ulfric's Uprising could be pretty reasonable in it. Although, and I then mean, maybe uh, maybe Riftane, the the health guy, the yeah. four four gain four health. Yeah, could be, could be nice too. Like it can trigger with the uprising, but it it's also it helps your game plan. Yeah, but usually against aggressive decks, you should have like lower health than them. Right, so right. It's, it's kind of like a weird uh, game right. plan. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. It doesn't sound like it's going to be good enough, but I obviously have to try it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, Riften Lockkeeper is actually a card that's kind of, I feel like, been a slow burn card. Like, I don't think it made a big splash when it got revealed. I don't think people were really excited about it necessarily, but it's. I think it's turned out to be a really solid choice in a lot of situations. It's. I mean, obviously it's a beast in Arena, but I've seen been seeing more and more of it in Constructed and in Tournaments. Yes, I had one person, a monk, I think he had four or five of that uh, Rift and Lock Keeper. Like, that was yeah. that was an annoying game. <laughs> so, yeah, for real. Justin. Yo. Um, maybe you use Ulfric's Uprising to make a new uh, variant of, like, Whisperator OTK. Where your backup win condition is instead of the relentless raider thing, it's uh, you play a, a wisp mother, and then if it sticks next turn, you play three afflicted elites, followed by Ulfric's <laughs> uprising. <laughs> Holy crap! How much damage is that? So I have a wisp mother, three afflicted elites. It's, it's twenty-four. Oh man, that's pretty funny. 
<laughs> I feel like that's gonna end the game in the draw, but like I'm totally okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. That's a spiritual victory. It's a yeah. moral victory. And, yeah. and, and maybe you, you also play mud crabs, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. To have works. like more. <laughs> yeah, I mean with mud crabs. So the wisp mother is already in play. I play three m mud crabs. That goes to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah. It's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I, thank you for giving me something to do this weekend, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A flick through the is going to be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the most convoluted way to get that title ever. Yeah, look, all I need to do is pack the deck with like 40 removal cards <laughs> so, <laughs> so that I get to a point where I can do this, and then I'm going to do it. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, sharpshooter scout to the face OTK. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like there's definitely not enough board space for that. <laughs> hmm. Interesting though, I like it. I don't I look as with every dumb thing I do. I only got to do it once. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what's mm -hmm. Okay, so we're not super hot on Ulfric's Uprising, but it does have some funny applications. Yeah, would we call it the worst card in Probably. the in this Probably. set? I, I think that's fair, yeah. I mean, Slime Mark <laughs> plays not fair. great. Yeah. You know, uh, Set's Masterwork is, you know, I think the least powerful of the cards for the Singletons matter, but I think it's still really strong. Um, Leak Coast Troll. I mean, do you guys have any deep thoughts about that? Yeah, I do. Let's hear him. I think that Bleak Coast Troll, um, <laughs> hear me out. I'm is, ready. I'm ready. Is definitely going to be played a bunch in mid range like everyone expects, but I think that it actually has some potential in control decks, okay. which I think is going to sneak up on people. It doesn't have guard, sure, right? But. Uh, it's got a lot of stats and it's got the sleigh so it can potentially keep itself alive while trading and yeah. unlike young mammoth it doesn't have breakthrough so like the big thing against young mammoth was always that the breakthrough yeah. might crack some runes um, right. I think bleak coast troll uh, could do something there also it's got sleigh so you know sleigh scout might be making a comeback who knows <laughs> look man I love sleigh scout <laughs> <laughs> so in in control, would he like to play the prophecy girl that gives guard to minions? Then uh, additional. Oh yeah. That's like because point. it's like also a defensive option. Um, That's a good point. And prophecy, if they go face, you, yeah. you can sometimes yeah. get the guard. I can't even remember what that card's called. Um, loyal yeah, house, I... Carl. loyal house, Carl. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the three Magicka 2 2. Oh, um, no, that one's oh, uh, something Mentor the Horror of the Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's so funny you say that because just today, playing Mono Purple for no good reason, I used Mentor of the Watch to give guard to an on curve Bleak Coast Troll, and I still lost that game. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I'm, that video's not coming out because I was pretty upset about it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I did that today, and it just wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's better when it does not have guard, and then you slay that creatures and yeah. <clears throat> uh, like 
sneak through the shadow lane, maybe? I, I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, it's... I mean, I think it's an outstanding arena card. Maybe the best of these in arena. Ooh, I don't know. You don't know? You, I, you think Cradle Crush? I think Cradle Crush might be better in arena. Yeah. Cradle Crush Giant's just been insane. I mean, like... I mean, like, so I was uh, playing the um, Battle Mage uh, Alter Deck. Sorry, my cat's going nuts. Um, I was playing the Cradle Crush Battle Mage uh, Alter thing, and using Cradle Crush and a Skaven Pyromancer was able to, like, one-sided clear my opponent's board, you know, at minimal cost to myself. And that was just, that was amazing. Yeah. Yep, so, yeah, I played um, an arena with a giant, yeah. and it was okay. Like, I think, like, Sly Marshblade is also um, there, like, for arena, like, good arena cards. Yeah. I think those three are the best, like, be- because the others um, are yeah. too, uh, like, I mean, maybe an arena in a 30-card deck, you can maybe uh, make the, uh, um, what's his name, Morokai work, like, if you, like, get it early and then you try to not draft um other cards so you have a single card deck um but uh yeah i think those three like the the sly marsh blade the hmm. troll and the the giant are the best uh yeah for arena i agree i mean I, to be to be honest i think morikai would be a pretty nice bomb in arena too seems mm-hmm. like not unlikely that you'd be able to trigger that obviously uh <laughs> You can't, you know, because it's the, because of the way it's it's phrased. It's not Reno. It's you have to start the game with no duplicates in your deck. You have to kind of be at a point where you can draft it. But I still think it's potentially pretty good. Yeah, like in Hearthstone, you could um, if you got uh, like those cards. Uh, like Kazakus was the the most one that was like really powerful in Arena. Like Reno Jackson wasn't that that uh, that powerful there. Right. Um, like, so in, in Hearthstone, if you got it, like, on turn five or six, you could usually let then draft the deck around it. Right. Or, uh, like, but, okay, like, even if you had, like, in Hearthstone, even, yeah, if you had it and then you did draw your cards, you could still trigger it. So that was right. maybe a bit better right. and more consistent yeah, in I this. Like, I, I usually forgot, like, half through the draft that... Um, I could not take another card and just right. picked a second uh, good right. card. I agree. And, and I think that was in my experience, because there was times when I drafted those things too. It was usually the right move to draft the duplicate, even if, you know, it just has a better card usually. And Morakai, you know, I think, and I think this is kind of indicative of the approach Direwolf, t- Direwolf takes to balancing this game in general. Like these are just more reasonable cards, you know? <laughs> <laughs> They're not, uh... but they are still powerful. Like absolutely, um... absolutely. But it's just like more, yeah. I don't know. You have to work a little bit more. Like yeah. uh, sometimes in Hearthstone, you could just like throw your shit uh, onto the board and then yeah. just uh, just win. I I don't know where the right. fun that is. Like here, you have to actually, yeah, set right. it up or do some work. Yeah. Charmer, do you want to talk some talk some shit about Hearthstone for a second? <laughs> um, you got anything to add? <laughs> so, back when I played Hearthstone, like yeah. 
frequently. Like, the last time that I took it semi-seriously was in yeah. beta, when Buzzard oh. still costed two. And, Hearthstone beta? Yeah. And, oh. and uh, Unleash the Hounds plus Buzzard was the most broken combo <laughs> in the yeah. game. Um, yeah. And then after that, like, I... Like, w once Hearthstone actually hit, like, being released, I only ever played it casually and on the phone, so... I can't really talk a lot of shit about it because it was only ever my, my casual experience. That's fair. Yeah, I, I just started 2014 in December and there was just the uh, mech uh, thing coming out. Like okay. uh, I was like one month behind, like everyone was playing mech mage and uh, like also the broken hunter card on the first days of letter I still had that... Um, Oh damn it! I'm I'm bad with names. I forgot already all the names. But but there was this totally broken death rattle card that did yeah. grow when yeah. you play death yeah. rattles, and uh, like, that that was uh, yeah yeah crazy card. Fair enough. So so yeah, I never was in beta, and uh, I gladly I did not uh, experience the unleash the hounds um, buzzard thing. Yeah. <laughs> I miss it though. It was a lot of fun. It, Justin would have liked it because it was drawing lots of cards. Like there's, yeah, there's nothing just... more exciting than killing your entire opponent's board and then drawing like your entire hand back and they have nothing. Yeah, but you got to play charge creatures to do it, man. It feels dirty. <laughs> <laughs> you could maybe like had fun with the expansion and the hunter legendary that shuffles the one minute. One mana um, raptors in your deck that also draw a card. Yeah, the other and they one. also had charge. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had um, uh, like I, once I could trigger it. Like I think I did draw six of those, and then I had lethal in the next turn. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that card was not not very good. That's fair. So, like, what have we not touched on from the new set here? We got Doppelganger on our minds for dumb combos, including Supreme Atromancer. Uh, no, not including Supreme Atromancer. That's just you. No, nope, <laughs> no. Nope. I'm playing it with Supreme Atromancer. Dude, it's insane. I said Tasked. Like, in Charmer, what, what did you say for Doppelganger? Like, um... Probably wants to copy a fucking Nord Firebrand. Uh, I said no. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but I said assembled Titan. I think that fat oh, totems yes. might be the the fun yes. use. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So we need to do some research on how it works in fat totems. So, uh, crit go ahead. I was gonna say Ray Ray Barker wants us to talk about the implication of Singleton moving forward. Oh yeah. I mean, that's a good topic, right? Like, I don't know that we need any more Singleton cards. You know, Singleton Matters cards. I don't think we need them necessarily. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm kind of excited about the idea of it. You know, of course, you run into the problem where, like, how many, like, does it take before it, the, the, the archetype becomes overpowered, right? Um, but, I mean, I guess that's true with all things. I don't know. 
I mean, I'm excited about it. I'm this is the best time to play the ladder, right? Because like once we figure out that like there is some new deck that's reliable and more consistent than the singleton decks is are, uh, that deck's going to get real popular again. But right now the ladder is amazing because I'm playing against cards I haven't seen since closed beta, because people are like, well, I need to put 50 different cards in my deck. All right, I mean I, what it's done to the ladder, my experience with the set since it's come out, has been tremendously entertaining. I'll say that. Yeah, for me, it's like more annoying because I cannot predict what my opponents will play. So yeah. like, it's like, oh, that card. Damn, I do not even know what that does. <laughs> like, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I understand that it's uh, more exciting. Like, I, I think uh, with singleton cards, uh, singleton decks, it's, it's really annoying. Like I, I said it before that it's annoying to play against them because uh, yeah, yeah. you cannot really play around all their 50 cards like it's just not not gonna happen and um that also triggered me in hearthstone a lot and they have like crazy high row potential so that is also like sometimes you just like if they get all their good stuff um then you just cannot win so that's um a bit annoying so i hope it's not too powerful like i hope it stays more of a fun deck uh, where you can like maybe if your collection is not full you can get some some bonus out of it or when you just want to play like all the cards that are there but it's like i hope it does not get too powerful that's fair um the, the thing is is that one it it will get more powerful because right. As we increase our pool of available cards, we'll also be increasing the pool of like powerful one ofs that we can mm -hmm. we can add. But what, what's decks. interesting though is that the more powerful the archetype gets, um, the more refined it will also get, which then means you'll be better able to plan for it. Like right now, you're saying like I don't know what to play around because I don't know what my opponents are playing. But the more refined those lists get, the more you'll be like, okay, I know that they're probably running, you know, at least these like 40 out of the 50 possible slots because that's like the standard core. And yep. then like the playing around them becomes, did they already play that? Well, then I know it's gone, right? As opposed to, you know, right now it's, right. you know, do they have the second javelin or the third javelin? But now instead it'll be like, you know, okay, I see they've played javelin and cast into time. So I'm really only worried about like Dawn's wrath or whatever. So mm -hmm. That's um, true. it's, it's an interesting position to be in because the singleton, I don't think we'll see more singleton cards. I just, I think that the three we got will be the support for the archetype and that, Going yeah. forward, it'll just be the fact that they're printing new cards that you could put into a singleton deck. So, like, they will get more powerful, but they'll also potentially get more refined. Um, right. So, I, it, I, don't, it, I don't know. It's sort of like, the, like I think about uh, EDH, uh, in, uh, or Commander, I guess, in, uh, in Magic, right? Like, uh, there are people, like, th there are, what, 30, 40,000 Magic cards? And, uh, you go to you know I you know I, I've never to be honest with you never played it but I've watched people play it online and um, it seems like they're all running the same optimized lists despite there being a pool of like twenty thousand cards to choose from because at every slot with for every ability there are an, there's an optimal choice and you know you get to a point where like yeah you're right it, it, uh, if there were more cards printed that supported the singleton format 
there could be a time where there is a card pool that's large enough with enough redundancy that the singletons matter cards will be powerful enough reason to only run those sorts of decks and i think that you know the people designing this game have done a good job of not making morokai reno jackson right because reno jackson uh is just game changing when it lands on you know at a certain point in the game morokai is uh a good play you know but it's not going to change everything about the game no that's mm -hmm. siege it might yeah it might potentially but can... there's still the random effect uh, right, in right. you can low roll pretty hard on siege um, you know, like for instance, I mean, sometimes, like right. So my my uh, singleton mage deck runs two items, so I'm always getting Dawnbreaker or I'm always getting Mace of Encumbrance. Um, but you know, as far as actions go, there's like twenty. You know, and and I and I know people complain about RNG when it comes into this game, and I do too. But I, I'm not worried about a one ten drop card that only supports an archetype that requires you to run fifty different mm -hmm. cards. You know, I, I'm not worried. Yeah, about I think I think it's really good that those are also uniques, uh, like yeah. the cards. That that was like also a good balance uh, thing. That's so fair. yeah, I, I was I was thinking like, what do you think is the skill level for the singleton decks? Because like sometimes, because you play so many cards, you you have to know how to combine them. There are like some maybe hidden potential with some cards. That, that only really good players see, but on the other hand, like you, you mostly play with the cards that you see, yeah. right? Like in your hand. So maybe that makes it a bit easier. Like I, I don't know. But what would you think? Like, is it like harder? Like because with other decks, you also have to play with the cards that are in your deck. Like yeah. assume what you might draw uh, potentially. Um, and and a lot of beginners don't don't do that that uh, that well. That's and uh, so I don't know. Like, is it? What What do you think? I mean, I, I think that singleton deck building. Uh, well, so I've always thought that like uh, I'm a pretty average player for this game, but I'm a pretty creative guy too. So like I, I come up with some interesting ideas to play. Um, and I think that it rewards players who have like an encyclopedic encyclopedic knowledge of the cards, right? Somebody who's able to say. I want this, this slot, this, and this slot. This is a card I've always wanted to try. You know, somebody. I think that that's who gets rewarded for these sorts of things. A, a lot of it is luck, right? Like when you know, you don't draw the right cards, you're gonna lose your singleton matches. Um, but that's true in every matchup. It's just I feel like kind of uh, made more more obvious in the singleton matters format. Uh, I was gonna say I'll tell you what I don't want to play against, and it yeah. is Maricon playing singleton. Whether it's Mage, whether it's Crusader, I just don't want to play against Maricon on Singleton because that guy high uh, rolls like no one else. He's he's a very good deck builder. He clearly has the knowledge of the cards. He yeah. is uh, patient in his playing. He knows how to wait for the right like combo. Um, yeah. I bet like specifically, I bet he could build a really good like control Crusader Singleton deck and do just fine with it. Like I'd like to see that. Maricon beat me one time with an Alter Crusader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was. That I, was I have not faced though. Maricon yet. Like yeah. so. Good to know. Good to know. I, I will be, uh, yeah. like, uh, careful. Crazy good player. Uh, great dude. Obviously, it helps design the cards. Yeah. Griffin Gaspin chat. Meanwhile, I roll double Maple Shield and Snake Tooth on Merrick routinely. <laughs> yeah. That's me what. You, too. That's what you get. That's what you get. 
it is interesting though like there's something to be discussed about like how these random effects feel right like i mean you know ray ray's got some concerns about uh the variance that the singleton decks are creating and i i share like like that concern in principle but th there's a huge difference between how i feel when merrick rolls well and how I feel about um, when Siege rolls well. I, and I, I'm not sure I'm able to articulate why I feel that way, but it feels very different to me. I dislike Merrick quite a bit as a card, to be honest, but I really, really enjoy Siege. Well, I think it's because with Merrick, it is the feeling of more, like, just generic randomness, whereas with Siege, even though it's random, you know that it's random that is still being rewarded through deck building you know what i mean like if my opponent plays siege and they get a rothgar forge out of it like you're thinking okay they probably are literally just running sets masterwork and rothgar forge to get yeah. that kind of high roll you know what i mean like there's yeah. you know that there was thought that went into those potential outcomes whereas with merrick it could just be like when I lost that game to Nerazuri, you know, a week ago or whatever it was, because he rolled Merrick, who then rolled Dragon Priest Mask on his Merrick, and then got another set of items, and you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. My Merrick is consistently like when when I use him to get lethal, he's consistently one off. That's like, <laughs> it's so annoying. Like, yeah, but fair. when when I'm behind, uh, he's like really reliable. Then he he gives me crazy stuff. But uh, not when I want him to get lethal. Like even if it's just two damage, he yeah. he cannot do that. Like then he gives me just one damage on one of my three guys. Like it's yeah. That's he's, fair. He's not he's not the lethal kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> he is against me. <laughs> if you run into me on the ladder, I guarantee you will get uh, multiple Dawnbreakers and uh, <laughs> shit like that. And my board will be filled with Barrow Stalkers, conveniently enough. So, <laughs> Merrick is like, secretly yeah, Merrick, a pacifist. Go ahead. Like, Merrick is one of my favorite decks, uh, like, since yeah. two, like, one and a half months, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's... Um, uh, yeah, it has the the aggro potential, but also uh, good um, tools yeah. to control, and yeah, I like it. That's the clip I want. I want to see the despair on Justin's face when he has eight <laughs> undead creatures, and somebody plays Merrick and gets three Dawnbreakers, and then a Dragon Priest mask on Merrick, who rolls three Dawnbreakers, and a Dragon Priest who rolls three Dawnbreakers, and just wipes the board and then kills you. Yeah. That, that, I never, that. I never got the dragon priest mask on yeah. on Merrick. So Justin, we really have to play against each other. Right, right. <laughs> I really want to experience that. I'll be playing mono purple. <laughs> Half the deck is undead, and this is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. So when when yeah, I guess you you usually play when I sleep. So there is not much right, right. Um, chance yeah. <laughs> to play yeah. against you. I, yeah, I'm insanely busy, like, in my in my life. Like, I, I work full-time, I go to school full-time, like, I record videos for the internet, and uh, I sometimes sleep. <laughs> and when yeah, I'm not playing Legends, I play Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Dude, that game is great. Speaking of game news, I know we like to talk shit about Hand of the Gods on this show. <laughs> oh yeah, let's let's do that because that was that was some very satisfying news that I saw. Right. So 
Charmer and I both got bamboozled, right? The marketing push for Heroes for Hand of the Gods was so good that we both spent money on that game. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, this looks like it's gonna be really fun. It's like a board game. Well, bro, I mean, that's how I reacted anyway. Uh, I'm sure that <laughs> Charmer showed more intellect and restraint, but no, not uh, really. Mine was like, oh, it's a Greek gods game. I love myth. Yeah. Now, th- didn't they just cancel their whole tournament scene? Is that what I saw? They didn't cancel the tournament scene. However, they've canceled all money tournaments. So there are no payouts anymore, which was the big draw. So, right. like, all the competitive wow. players went to that game, and then they did that $50,000, like, invitational tournament at their convention. And then they yeah. basically released that there would be no uh, monetary support for tournaments uh, this winter or spring. They would okay. do their best to do, like, community-supported tournaments, but they don't know what that looks like. So you're okay, telling me so, that... so is Heroes of the Gods, then, maybe a secret uh, turnout, like, to support the, the uh, Dota card game? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like, that everyone gets excited, or will they come back to Elder Scrolls? Like, some, some already come back, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean... I, there were num- there were a number of like big bigger names in the community who left to go play Heroes Hands of the Gods. Yeah, La- Lateralis and L, yeah. I think they left. Uh, yeah. And PDM- those are the ones... PDMD never really left, but he was playing Hand of the Gods as well. Yeah, but, that, that yeah, guy... but he's playing Hearthstone now. That I don't dude, know. He plays everything. everything. It's PDMD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's... so good. Like, ugh. yeah, he just next levels <laughs> all of us at everything. <laughs> yeah. But what I wanted to, what I wanted to get at is it sounds like Elder Scrolls Legends now has a better tournament scene than Hand of the Gods. <laughs> it it does uh, it does in fact sound like that is the case, yeah. Like for me, like I mean every like I, I started playing Elder Scrolls and everyone was like so annoyed of the tournament scene, but for me it was like actually perfect. Like because in, in Hearthstone I played those weekly like they were daily tournaments. But yeah. you just like the most you can win was euros, so yeah. it was just like for fun. Like, and uh, you play against thirty-two people, and that's like most like of the, the the amount of hours that I can spend. Like, that's like even a lot, like because it sometimes takes three hours or more. Yeah. yeah. And um, so to have a weekly tournament on the weekend where I have time, and that does not have like that many participants. And you can even win hundred dollars. That's actually like it's better <laughs> for me. Like, but yeah. but uh, of course, uh, like I, I can see the um, uh, why it's not that that great. But I I do think I, I still believe in that uh, post that got um, like also bashed a lot. But I, I think they have some stuff, and they have like tried like to give us new cards and everything but they are just not that fast like yeah. uh, even in Hearthstone everyone is complaining that it takes so long but uh, Elder Scrolls is a bit slower like um, yeah. as well but then better like uh, so I would say some patience is good and then we can see uh, maybe more tournaments uh, like there's there's already more going on behind the scenes like I think uh, River Yoey he's like doing daily tournaments all the time for fun and then yeah. uh, there will be maybe monthly tournaments with um, like for the winners of the daily tournaments and also a monthly tournament where you can get uh, 60 cards packs 
and stuff. So so there's a lot of go going on behind uh, at the moment um, with uh, more tournaments. Like, but but it will take some time, I think. There's definitely some cool shit coming in the future for Legends. I mean, like they've made it clear they're working on stuff, and and I'm really looking forward to seeing what 2018 brings the tournament viewer, uh, tournament scene. I'm, I'm I really just think they will have. It brings, period. I, I I really think they will have the tournament mode before Hearthstone, and that yeah. would be so huge. Like if if they can make it, and uh, have like a really good tournament mode, and and so far I believe they will. Like if Hearthstone does it, that it will have a lot of flaws. But in Elder Scrolls, you usually get like really good shit when, when you get it. Like that's uh, true. And uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I think it's on their uh, on their plans, but it will maybe it was not there from the start. So that's why why they are taking like a little bit longer. But yeah, absolutely. Good things are coming. <laughs> <laughs> at least I I, I think so. That's not cryptic at all. No, look, they, they are. I mean, like, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, I mean, I, I have no clue. Like, I've never talked to anyone before. That's just me guessing. So, Justin, obviously, no. Maybe. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I've talked to Justin, so... <laughs> oh, okay, you know, too. So, yeah, I'm, I just have a big question mark and guessing. But, but yeah, I do believe. Yeah, I believe as well. Um, moving on. Have we talked about all these cards? <laughs> yeah, we've talked about all the cards. We're basically at the part where uh, we're we're gonna throw questions to chat. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And where I am going to uh, talk about the the future of the game and uh, what is coming. I've got the inside scoop, and uh, yeah. we are going to get. You, you heard it here first. We are going to get, oh, here, actually, uh, why don't I, what, what, what is happening? Why don't I, uh, let's go, let's go back to, oh, oh, here, there, there, it's on screen. What, what happened? What do we got? It will still take some time for me to see because of the delay. It's yeah. uh, it's just technical difficulties. Oh, that ah, was... okay, okay, okay. That's the spoiler. That's the spoiler. <laughs> that's... That's the spoiler of everything happening in 2018. I'm glad you revealed that. Oh. Yeah, it's the entire roadmap right there, on screen. God, that so is... it took you like it took you two minutes yeah, to find that, that is, picture that again. <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Look at what happens in May. That is insane. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good times. Oh. I, I'll be fun. I'll be honest with you, dude. I actually thought you had something interesting to share that I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jarvis surprising me. Let's do this. Yeah, no. Um, not, not that I'm allowed to share. <laughs> That's what's up. Wait, you're allowed to share? Well, that means you know something. <laughs> Wait, how do we consult about what we both know? Yeah. I don't know. All right, so we got a question. Pete Crichton asks, Justin, what do you know? Very, very little, dude. Very little. Very little. But yeah, if this is the look part at, of the show. Look at his grin. Like, he, he knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know shit. But this is the part of the show where you do get asked questions. Like, anything you want to talk to us about. It doesn't have to be about the game. It can be about anything you want to talk about. 
and we'll answer. <laughs> I mean, I haven't signed any NDA, so I can say unequivocally without getting in trouble that I know nothing. <laughs> I know that that's not true for you. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I can say that without getting in trouble. So my statement is still true. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good times. So those questions, let's hear it. Uh, yeah, but there was this Reddit post about the potentially new mode, the puzzle uh, mode, and they were just like looking how people would react to it, I think, and what they would like and stuff. So that, that could be a thing. So that's, uh, yeah. And I was like from the start when people asked me like, what do you want? Like, I mean, obviously a tournament mode, right? I, I do want a tournament mode because I play tournaments and I love it. But apart from that, I would see puzzles, like too, because oh. I, I really enjoyed that in clockwork thing. Yeah. And uh, it does not even have rewards. I would just like it would just be a fun thing yeah. to to solve, like to start, uh, like after a hard day of work, like start some legends, and then you have a puzzle, and then you you play yeah. some games. And it's like I don't know. I, I'm really looking forward to if if they do that. Uh, and yeah. I, to I totally agree. Some new puzzles would be amazing. I would love those. <laughs> I don't like puzzles. You don't like puzzles? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't what? believe in fun. Jeez, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's like yeah, half we, we, we cannot just agree all the time, right? Right. Sure? Yeah. Like, somebody's got to ah, stand. Sure. No. No. I mean. I mean. <laughs> We have to disagree, so you, you yeah. cannot say right. Um. Holy crap. <laughs> the no fun and interactive. No interaction. So, uh, Jay Silver asks... No, I, I think it, there is some potential to also teach what the cards can do also for newer yeah, players. Right? I agree. So, like, uh, in, in Eternal, when I yes. was playing it together with another person... Yes. You, you had these fun uh, puzzles, like lethal puzzles, puzzles and and stuff. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I I think it's like a really good uh, good thing. And then maybe I don't know. Like Sharma, you said some leveling would be nice. Like to have the the feeling overall. Like so, there there could be yeah. something like that. I I, I agree. The, the eternal puzzles were a great way for me. Like I I play quite a bit of Eternal and like the puzzles were a great way for me to learn things I didn't understand about the interactions there I like that alright so uh, what card Jay Silver asks what is the card that should be nerfed next what is the card that could use some buff <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why it was funny not to pluralize it but it was for me. <laughs> yeah. you, you want uh, some buff <laughs> yeah I got the buff alright so um that's a good question. What do you guys think is getting nerfed next? What do I think is getting nerfed, or what do I think should get nerfed? I think uh, <laughs> I think that the second one probably has a more interesting answer. <laughs> well, I think what should get nerfed is Cloudrest Illusionist. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. I think that it just does too much for the cost, and that it's a... Like, it just has always felt weird to me that it's a, a defensive card that is also so offensive yeah. and backbreaking off the first I mean, rune or the second rune or any rune. 
show show me on the doll where the cloud resolution has touched you, Charmer. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know what? I I agree. Like it. Like remember how excited we yeah, were? Yeah, right there. Say... That that's where it touched me. <laughs> right. Aww. Remember how excited we were to see Mystic Dragon? Oh my God, that's beautiful. Yeah. And that that uh, doesn't even have like a summon effect. That drawing jelly is amazing. Um, yeah, that was the fi first Elder Scrolls art that I, uh, cool. yeah, just like made some art of. So I don't know if I want her to get nerfed. Like she's <laughs> she's really cool. Do you guys remember the first like six months? I mean, I guess Jelly, you, maybe you weren't playing yet, but Charmer, do you remember the first six months of this game when nobody played Cloudus Illusionist? Uh, I do remember it. However, they didn't play it because there was only like two decks that saw a play period and it wasn't good enough to be played in control mage brother i, I was uh i was not playing control mage back then <laughs> i'm ready for you to insult my deck building <laughs> I i'm not gonna insult your deck building but you were also not playing a deck that could run cloud rest so my statement still stands that's fair that's fair that's fair Mystic Dragon should have ward Taiwanese rights? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I think Cloud Resolutionist is an interesting choice, right? Like, it's, it is incredibly powerful. Like, devastatingly powerful as an offensive and defensive card. Um, it's one of the few cards in the game, I think, actually, that, like... Well, I mean, how else can you advance your board while killing a Hive Defender in the same turn, you know? Yeah, it, it it's is still it is still a situational card. So I think the, um, that that it has such a good effect is somehow uh, still okay. That's fair. Like um, I, I often like I sometimes end up with like having three cloud trust in my hand, and then yeah, if, if you lost the the. Um, uh, the the first lane, <laughs> no, not the shadow lane. Like if you yeah, uh, lost the field, it, lane, then, field uh, lane, the field lane, then uh, you do have a problem. Like it's it's not, I don't know. It's not. It does not always happen. Like uh, if, like I mean, okay, if it happens, it's destroying. But it could be that your opponents have um, like all the like the cloud rests in their hand and just cannot play them, and then you just beat them. So it's. Uh, like you remember the the times when they played the card, but you um, you don't remember uh, like when they not played the card. That's and fair. lost. That's an interesting look too. Jay Silver recommends a nerf to Archer's Gambit. How do you guys feel about that? Mm -hmm. I think that I it's fine that. too. Yeah, I like Archer's Gambit. Uh, I. I you know, Archer's Gambit's part of a deck that's very streamlined and strong. You know, I'm not sure that Archer's Gambit is the card I, I would do something about in that deck, though. Yeah, see, for me, if you increase the cost, then you essentially say it's only ever going to be a control tool again. And I personally kind of like that you can use Archer's Gambit for, like, pilfer effects and other, like, <laughs> cheeky things as well. Um. Yeah, I, th I think I would not, maybe not uh, nerf Archer's Gambit, but maybe get rid of some lethal creatures. 
because that is like the most annoying. But yeah. That's a challenging one, right? Like so many of the cards individually in the Rage Archer decks are like not like particularly egregious, but together they certainly are, you know, are incredibly powerful. Like that deck, you know, I was looking at like cards by set recently and I was just kind of blown away at how much uh the Fall of the Dark Brotherhood just like built that deck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and it, it feels like way more like heavy-handed than any other expansions like corresponding new deck or new decks has been. But yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know that that deck is oppressive. It is. I mean, it's just been around for a while, and so I'm getting tired of playing against it. <laughs> I guess like most like honest way I can describe my feelings about it. You know, and until like like we get to a point where there's set rotations and stuff, I feel like because of the tools that deck has available, like it's never not going to be a reasonable choice. Yeah, maybe. What is uh, a card you guys think should be buffed? Oh man, I did a video about this, and I literally cannot remember anything I talked about. <laughs> maybe the the librarian is like I don't yeah. know. If you could give it like a little bit more health. That would be sweet. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But the two health is like kind of um, sad. I think you uh, could safely give that thing like eight health. It would still never win the game. <laughs> no. No. I, I was thinking like 2.5. Like, <laughs> yeah, there you <laughs> maybe go. Maybe reasonable. Like, I, three could be too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arcane New in orcs. my brain is an interesting chord. <laughs> yeah, he's also an orc, and I think Ray Ray played an orc deck with it. Like, uh... it's inspirational, really. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Ray Barker is the channel's favorite or the show's favorite deck builder. <laughs> yeah, like he's uh, like I mean, uh, we are like kind of secretly teaming up uh, behind the scenes and uh, talking Shit. a lot, and he has supported me a lot as well. Like. Um, cool. Yeah, we were testing and talking, so yeah. Dude, the, the only thing Charmer and I do behind the scenes is talk shit in each other's Twitter feeds. <laughs> yeah, and I, I send you a lot of Tide Pod gifts. Dude, you do. You, you sent me some amazing Tide Pod gifts. I'm just like finally. Yeah, we. I'm just finally getting into like, uh, really getting into internet memes as like a source of humor because like I, I don't know, I didn't have a computer for a long time. And so now I'm like next leveling it, like I'm upgrading my game to instead of just social media, I'm, you know, looking at memes all day. And Charmer has sent me some, I'm looking at them all. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is one, this is such awful fucking like, podcasting, but there's this one where there's this car parked outside a, a, a Tide dry cleaning facility and it says, oh, look, that new restaurant everyone is talking about. And I saw this when I was at work in my office and like I just started laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> my co-worker's like, you all right, Justin? I was like, there's no way I can explain to you what's going on with me right now. Like, I'll, be right. I'll be okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm still laughing about it now. Dude, oh my god. Yeah. So, Look, I didn't, I didn't really have a childhood, okay? Like, I needed this as an <laughs> I'm glad I can help out. Absolutely, dude. So... My uh, my card that if I could buff it, I would, would be Jazargo. 
Oh yeah, what'd you do to that guy? <laughs> um, I think I would give him guard. Oh yeah. I guess people do want to kill Jazargo. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe make the the spell that comes out cheaper. Yeah, maybe that, or maybe j even just make him like a four four. Like, yeah, he just he's a he's a four magic a three four, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Even a, making him a four four might go a long way. Yeah. Uh, guard makes him <laughs> worse everywhere you put him. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's give him guard then. Like, reduce the spell, give him guard, make him a 4-5, like, uh, just start going in meta. I do think that, like, you know, the game needs, like, strictly meme cards, right? Like, you know, like, for instance, like, Iron Atronach is a ridiculous card. Um, but it's, like, it's totally possible to win a game with it. Like, so, like, when you run Iron Atronach... No, Atronach it's not. Games, not anymore. <laughs> Maybe Dude. with Corset. Not... Not with I'm, uh I'm just saying, but like it's not it's not like a joke it's not a funny card. It's just like a a bad or perfect card, depending on the situation. Uh Jazargo, I like the cards like Jazargo exist, right? Like Jazargo is awful. <laughs> like <laughs> completely awful. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he's hysterical. Like it's a great card. I mean it's annoying when when you need like the two damage to everything, then you get the keywords. Or uh, like right. I don't know, it's it's or <laughs> like if you are like really low on health and you just like yeah. give me keywords or give me two damage and then you get five damage into your face, like it's right, like... <laughs> right. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Uh, Jizargo. Jizargo's great. <laughs> I wouldn't change a thing about Jizargo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, I like Malibu Barvis' suggestion. Give him a guard, make him a 3-6 in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that card already exists with that art. <laughs> and that's what he would have fixed Jizargo. No, just... Jizargo can he is who he is. <laughs> Jizargo's just perfect. <laughs> Leave Jizargo alone. <laughs> I I like his um like the voice effects that he does <laughs> like the voice yeah. acting. Khajiit voice is amazing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let me ask you a serious question about Already. a unique legend. Yeah. Do you think Devaith would be too powerful if his ability only did damage to creatures and couldn't go face and accidentally yes. break runes? Dude, a hundred percent overpowered. Debate's already playable. I know that that sounds ridiculous, but look, in Singleton, I, I, I've put Debate in several decks that I've been playing recently just because I wanted to do something different. Debate's not bad. Not bad. Look, I mean, he's like a really awful version of Ancano if your opponent's board's empty, which is fine. Uh, but if, like, nine times out of ten, you want to play him as a rule spell. You know, Blue doesn't have access to things like Manticora, so he could fill that role, in, you know? And, and I think he'd be way too powerful. Mm -hmm. And because imagine he replicates himself once and is guaranteed to hit a creature, your opponent can ne is like locked out of the game if they don't have removal. Yeah, that sounds like Hearthstone. <laughs> <To me. laughs> <laughs> like because that's what I really like uh, in Elder Scrolls. You have always a way to come back, like sneak through the shadow lane, or uh, like um, it's not that. That you can like lock off the board completely, like 
magicka. Yeah. Especially like under 10 magicka. Like it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's always I, a way to come back. I spent like four months, like, so I play a ton of solo arena. It's my favorite way to play the game, actually. Um, and uh, I spent like six, like four, several months anyway, intentionally drafting blue and drafting Devaith Fear, whatever possible, <laughs> so that I could get that that achievement for it. Because, like, I just could not bear to live with myself. I played him on the ladder. And I played him on the ladder for the first time last week and really enjoyed the experience. And I'm, I'm, I'm on now. I'm going to keep it up. I'm, I'm, I'm firmly in Devaith Fear's court. Yeah, I actually crafted it yesterday to put it into my unique uh, bard... A singleton battle mage deck. Yeah. So, and I, and I was excited too. I was like, "Oh wow, this card! It's kind of like it is really cool." Yeah. Um, a bit expensive, but if you imagine like you reduce its cost for one, right. either with the uh, with the uh, support or with the bard, then yeah. it's like, no, yeah. it's it, it kind of looks like, good. Yeah, it's not unreasonable. Yeah. It's just always been outclassed by things you can control. <laughs> right? Like, I feel like the same deck, like, that wants to run, that is considering running it, right? Like, first of all, you always run Ancano first, right? He costs less. He does what you want him to do. <laughs> and then if you're already running a deck that can run high-end bombs in blue, like, well, there's always historically been Supreme Atomancer, who who's still, even at the nerfed cost, like more playable on the ladder than Debate Fear is. <laughs> even though I like Debate Fear. Uh you know, and then I've got Laneth at nine, which is another expensive blue creature that you should run before you run Debate Fear. <laughs> yeah, so I like him in singleton decks. I'm gonna keep playing him in singleton decks, but yeah, I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so Malibu Barbus asks, what is your favorite voice line? Oh uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um so yeah, like um, Ray Ray asked me that too, and I think I'm decided for fifth Legion trainer. Okay. You can't defeat me. <laughs> like it's, That's fair. Like I don't know. I like it. It's uh, it's a nice one. Who says uh, all can be had for the right price? You know the cat. Isn't that Chisargo? Is that Chisargo? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think he is, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm not, I'm not an expert on the voice uh, huh. things. I usually I don't, don't remember, but I think it is him because, like, he gives you the scroll, right? Yeah. So, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even Joe Trader so. says it's Death Packed Messenger. There is no card named Death Packed Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would play the shit out of a card named Death Pack Messenger. I think he means Blood Packed Messenger. Oh, yeah, okay. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, I like that line a lot. So, they specifically said that I couldn't pick time to fight. So, if mine is not time to fight, <laughs> then my favorite voice line is... Uh... I drive a truck or two, or whatever it is that the Satanic College of Winterhold says. Does that thing actually say something? Yeah, it says, <laughs> I drive a truck <laughs> no or two. Oh, wow. I don't know, that's what I always, they, they say in my head anyway. Um, but yeah, whatever that thing is, because it is loud and obnoxious and... <laughs> yeah. uh, 
<laughs> yeah, the 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 sound the skeevers make is pretty good. <laughs> I'm a fan of that one. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Thornwell vampire is also like it's yeah. gotten much darker on the other version that I run right now, and every time it gives me some shivers. Like like. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> Huh. I don't know, but it's not my favorite one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Ray Ray says it's a dad joke told backwards in Sanskrit. Dude, that's a lot of work for a hidden message. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's sad, man. <laughs> so what is it really saying? Like, I have, no, I, I don't, I don't even have an idea what card we are talking about. Uh, like college of winter. Oh, yeah. the college. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I missed some questions. Yeah, I have to. I have to listen to it again. <laughs> Just a drug or two. Let's see if I can uh, see if I can find it. <laughs> yeah, you know, Trevor has a soundboard. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. Yeah. Uh, Jay Silver. Well, okay. Funbear32 wants to know if anybody has a Doom Wolf code. So I guess talk to him if you have one somehow. Uh, Jay Silver wants to know when the next Sander Draft Solo Arena video is coming out. And real soon, actually. We're planning on doing that on Sunday. Um, Devaith titles, the only Malibu Barbus uh, neglected to get the Devaith title when Clockwork came out. Yeah, I grinded out most of the titles I didn't have when Clockwork came out. Ray Ray likes the Desperate Conjuring Alanith into a Devaith sphere. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Do, 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 do. He sounds bored. Who sounds bored? Man, I can't. Uh, I don't think I have College of Winterhold. You don't have the card? What the hell? No, just like the the sound effect. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I'd find that. Ulfric's house, Carl. Let him. Let them die with their foreskin. I don't think that's what he's saying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what he's saying. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's something about Skyrim culture that's just like alluded to this time. <laughs> oh, here we go. Ray Ray Barker has discovered that it's in the language of uh, Ahinofex, an ancient language of Nurn spoken by the Ahinofi and passed down to most of the younger races. A rough attempt here. Agartak. Tardam, Shema, Altadun. Ah, that yes, 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 the weird spell. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and what did you say that was like? I, I drive a truck or two. Yeah. Fucking charmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah. Of uh, course. Immortal King, I think that translates to "I am the Walrus and Paul is dead." <laughs> that's what I that's what I got from it I speak Klingon and that's what it means to me no, I don't actually speak Klingon by the way good times man good times <laughs> in Nord culture they get their foreskins removed at a very old age so they die with their foreskins in battle wow man I, I, you know, I used to, I used to side with. Uh, I got to change teams, man. I'm, I'm with the Imperials now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, ca I cannot add much to that. Like, that's fair. 
<laughs> Anybody else got any questions for the interactive part of the podcast? <laughs> Preferably less foreskin involved. <laughs> so you're saying you prefer a circumcised penis? Holy shit. I have no preference whatsoever. People can do whatever they want. Oh, because I thought you said less foreskin involved. My mistake. Oh, I got you. I got you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well aware of the dick joke you're making. <laughs> oh. It's good times, man. Yeah, we made it this far with only one dick joke and no shitholes. Yeah, we did talk. We did make fun of our president, though, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Yep. So will your, will your YouTube get banned for that right now? <laughs> Charmer and I both uploaded the same video one time, and his got demonetized and mine didn't. And not only that, but mine was demonetized for two months. <laughs> for two months. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things I've ever heard about YouTube demonetizing things. <laughs> it's the exact same video. <laughs> Alright. Immortal King 1982 says, So I cannot get this charged battle mage journey totally in subscription tied to work. Oh dude, I am so sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny though. You just gotta try harder. You don't believe yeah. in the heart of the cards enough. Yeah, there you go. That makes sense, dude. I got a confession to make. Speaking of the heart of the cards. Real talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! might be the only collectible card game I've never played. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've, I, uh... I've played a lot of card games. I've played even, like, some <laughs> shitty ones. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! might be the only one I've never played. Um, yeah, I've, I've actually, uh, that, that time Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, the, the manga came out in Germany, I started, like, I, I uh, started to read uh, Dragon Ball uh, yeah. before, and then, uh, like, there was a collection of mangas uh, which had Naruto and Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff, so we actually, like, I mean, okay, that is not, I guess, the, the way you, you should buy the cards, right? But we just printed them out. <laughs> and we played it a little bit, but not not very much. Like just uh, like my husband and I. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I really got into card games with Hearthstone. Right on. Yeah, I I mean I've played Pokemon. I've played Dragon Ball Z. Good old finger block stops everything. I've played uh, Harry Potter had a card game. Um, I've played three different kinds of Star Wars card games. I played the Star Trek one. Like. I, I've played a lot of games, but I never played Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't know. I don't yeah, and when know I, like, I was always, like, afraid to spend money on, like, the, so, I don't know, in my, in my family, there's this thing that you, like, better be careful. So I never tried those card games that were around, like, Magic or, uh, like, I think there were others where you had to spend lots of money. So that was never a thing for me. So yeah, Hearthstone just got me with the secretly luring into your pocket, like uh, when when as soon as you like it. I've played three different Marvel card games. I've played 
Mm. I'll tell you one game I do miss, kind of. Um, when I was really getting into collectible card games uh, at a very, very early age in my life, there was a card game called Rage that was entirely around, like, you ran a pack of werewolves. Um, so, like, there were character cards and then obviously, like, a bunch of stuff that would interact with them. And I actually really liked playing Rage a lot. I mean, I used to shoot dice in an alley. <laughs> like, I, I, I got nothing. That seems like a really weird thing to shoot. Why wouldn't you shoot, like, a target or... Well, I mean, first of all, not the only thing I shot in an alley. Well, but... yeah, I know. There was heroin, too, but... But, uh, I, I got no... I, I mean, I don't know. I played Uno for a while when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was... Yeah, okay, like, my... My uh, grandmother, she really like canasta. That is like, uh, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. You have 112 cards, like like Romy, stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, it's kind of in the family. Um, so I, I did play it like usual board games and card games a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play. Uh, what else did we do it growing up? I mean, I'm trying to think of games. I mean, I was a giant nerd, so it was all card games and board games. Like, HeroQuest was... Yeah. Uh, oh my god, I had HeroQuest. The board game. Yeah. My uncle and I played that. Yeah, it, yeah, like kind of like Dungeons and Dragons for kids. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I liked that game. I forgot all about that till you said that. Yeah. Um, yep, Zombie is correct here uh, in Michigan. Euchre is big. Euchre is actually how I learned how to count Zombie. Um, I don't know. To, I don't know how to play Euchre. I mean, like, I mean, historically, like, I played a lot of poker, a lot of pinochle, a lot of spades. Yeah, my parents and my grandparents would play Euchre, and when I was like two and a half, three years old, they would let me keep score, and so like that's how I learned how to count to ten, and then once I learned how to count to ten, then they, my grandma started teaching me how to play blackjack, and so that's how I learned how to count to twenty-one, like literally, that started my addiction with card games was my, basically my, my grandma and my grandpa. Um, right on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I did play with my grandparents too, like yeah, and I I think if not my family would be so um, afraid of card games and money, like, because uh, they, they always teach us to not do that. Like, maybe I could have become a good poker player. Because, like, I'm. I, I really like the psychological uh, thing behind card games, too. Like, to think what your opponent might think and if you have to find out if they bluff or not. That makes sense. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that, that's what I really liked about uh, playing poker. Was uh, like not just playing uh, playing the game, playing the cards, but playing the person too. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed that experience a lot. You know, it's funny. Like without like having a lot of online experience, like um, when I started playing online card games and shit, like the fact that people were such colossal assholes like actually really got under my skin at first like i was like wow no, like nobody would ever say this like in an actual card game you know <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh i remember just sort of being like taken aback like I, I had no idea that like internet talks internet culture was so toxic and i know like looking back on it, it's really ridiculous that i ever thought it wouldn't be but <laughs> that is how i felt when i first started using the internet <laughs> 
on on the other hand, I do think that internet culture, like it's it's just different. Like you can also, I don't know. I, I felt like you can, like, uh, meet someone and have like really, yeah, suddenly really intimate uh, 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 yeah. talks. And that's like uh, also never gonna happen. Like um, yeah. if you just meet them on the on the street, some somehow somewhere. Like or at least it did not happen for me. Like uh, so, it's uh, it's kind of uh, like I don't know. Also, I f I think the internet gives you like maybe a new chance to find other roles of yourself or other parts of oh, yourself. Yeah. Like you. Th that is totally true. Totally. I mean, like. Growing up, I always wanted to be uh, an actor or like a magician. Actually, it was specifically what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. That's what I wanted to do. And then my life obviously went a totally different direction. Um, and now I get a lot of like, uh, you know, a lot of my self care comes from like, you know, performing online. You know, like I get a lot out of that. So I can recognize that. Mm -hmm. And I think that gaming. I mean, culture... obviously. Go ahead. Like, I'm not running around with pigtails when I'm teaching, right? So right, that's right. not. <laughs> Absolutely. That's and I think weird it, because I I'm an adjunct professor. Uh, I teach computer science at night, and I do wear pigtails when I teach. So that is <laughs> yeah. very bizarre. That makes sense, man. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I thought something else, man. But I was actually like visually seeing you with pigtails, and I was like, "That's pretty funny." Yeah, That's I mean, it would be pretty funny actually. <laughs> I wish Justin lived closer because I'd love to, like, stream board game night with him. I'm still trying to figure out how I can do that with my local gaming group, but I need some more yeah, equipment absolutely. to do it. That'd be sweet. We'll do it at that convention that we are almost certainly going to this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, oh, what I was gonna say was, uh, to your point, Jelly, like... I do think that, like, there is an amazing opportunity for, like, uh, gaming communities and all sorts of things on the internet to be these, like, really positive, encouraging social experiences for people who, like, in, in an increasingly, like, mm, compartmentalized world, like, it can be great to bond with people over an, an, an interest and not a belief where you can meet people and interact with people who come from different walks of life than you and have different experiences and share different ideals. Because so often, like, the things that we are encountering online are very specific to what we already want to have reinforced. And through Legends, I've met people who I have, like, nothing in common with besides the fact that I love Legends. And uh, it's been a really positive experience. And I think that Legends in particular has done a great job, sort of organically, of fostering a super positive, supportive community, for the most part. And I've really enjoyed being a part of it. Yeah, I think mostly because I, I do think most of the people that play Legends are a bit more grown up. Yeah. So they are like, like the, the community is ma more mature overall and you don't have like that shit uh, talking that much. Like, uh, like, especially if you compare it to Hearthstone. I just remember Absolutely. Jelly doesn't go to Reddit very often. Uh, yes, but I, I just started <laughs> and I do some like... Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've never been to Reddit before, like, and I've just started two months ago, and sometimes I go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've avoided that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just, you know, when you said that you think that they're older, and then I... Yeah, maybe not Maybe not the part that is on Reddit. Well, I mean, look at... <laughs> like, I, I'm mostly talking about... Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, you know, just look at uh, the three of us, right? Like being involved in the gaming community, the content creation community, the streaming community, all that for a game. Like we're uh, probably older than uh, the target audience for this game. <laughs> right? That is like, isn't the target audience also a bit older? Like one of my, I uh, like uh, chat uh, people, like one of my community, like he, he was playing Hearthstone and when I switched to Elder Scrolls, he was also like, oh, are you playing Hearthstone for adults again? Like, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it looks more mature and it is yeah. like, I don't know. It definitely looks more mature, I agree. Um, and uh, I don't know why, for some reason I was just thinking about Tide Pods again. I got really <laughs> Tide Pods. Our, our community is so mature, Tide Pods. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you're right. I well, did just kind of my own point there. <laughs> my apologies. Maybe I just ignore the uh, uh, like the immature parts and then focus on the mature parts. We're an older, thinking, mature group, and did you yeah. know that people are eating Tide Pods? They're know, so dude. delicious. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I asked. I'm working with. I have a client who's uh, like 19, and I was asking him if he had seen these Tide Pod memes. He's like. Bro, that shit ain't real. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? He's like, I don't think anybody's actually eating those things. I was like, have you seen all the pictures, dude? He's like, yeah, I've seen all the pictures. He looked like really ashamed to be a millennial. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick, if you sort the Reddit posts over the entire history of the community by upvotes, uh, one of the top posts is a picture of a tree minder holding a Tide Pod. <laughs> <laughs> I just I gotta say, like, you know, that really gets to me. I don't know why I find it so amusing. I think it's the colors, right? Like that that shade of blue and that orange, like they're just sort of weird, and they just speak to me. And I'm just like, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I'm, I'm gonna stop talking for a minute. <laughs> sure, Ray Ray actually has a question, so maybe we should well, yeah. maybe we should address this. Uh, Ray Ray asks, uh, do you think using exploits like Bone Colossus or Embassy Disguise should be penalized, and do you think it's immoral? Uh, that's an interesting question. CVH and I got into an argument about this when uh, people were, were exploiting the Golden Saint bug. Okay, well, I mean, when I drafted an arena a few days ago... Mm. And the first card was Bone Colossus. I immediately picked that, so I might be a bit biased. But I, <laughs> I haven't played Bone Colossus on ladder once, so I think I'm like I have more first feeling about this. Like uh, I felt like because I usually play Arena also for fun, and I was okay. I want to experience this bug as soon as it is there. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't want to play it on ladder um, at all. But I I don't think. Like, I've read the Reddit post about it. I, I don't think it should be punished. Like, it... I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, the people that use it to get some more ranks, like, I don't care. Like, I will get those ranks eventually. Like, it's not that I have to use the Bone Colossus for it. Like, I, yeah. it, it makes them look uh, a bit desperate, I think. So, here's my belief. Uh, one... Do I think it's immoral? Sure, I think it's immoral, but I don't think that it should be penalized because at the moment there is no actual like gain or benefit for it. Um, and I think that if you were going to take action against uh, people's accounts for something that isn't 
interfering with anything like they're I mean with the exception of like our you know community run tournaments like the top 32 invitational or something um, there's just not a lot of incentive to ladder it's not really like hurting anything now if we ever get to a point where uh, the ladder does start to matter it does start to mean something things like that then I think that what needs to happen is uh, there needs to be uh, the ability for developers to temporarily just deactivate certain cards like ultimately what I would like to see is them fix it but I also feel like when they find something that's uh, is this egregious specifically like the embassy bug right now is a really <laughs> egregious bug um, yeah. I don't see any reason why uh, the developers shouldn't have the tools or the abilities to like literally like with, within the same day or whatever just say uh, okay for ranked ladder embassy disguise is temporarily disabled is it a hardship on players sure but it's a much less hardship than it is to allow people to continue to play with it and it's the same thing with Bone Daddy, right? Like, is it going to be annoying if I can't play with Bone Daddy and it's normally in my mid-range lists? Absolutely. But would I feel more comfortable with them saying, hey, until we can fix the bug, Bone Daddy is temporarily disabled? I would feel much better about that, especially if the ladder did get to a point where it meant something. So, like, right now, yeah. I don't think I mean, it should be penalized, moment, I but... I, I don't really care because it's just the start of the season, so it's not not really does not mean anything but i hope they fix it till like i don't know two weeks from now because yeah. then it starts to matter a bit more i mean plus i mean i'll be totally honest you shouldn't be <laughs> i can't even say it <laughs> i'm sorry you should be running uh worm king's agent and not bone colossus anyway <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing but i believe I like... it i think the worm king's agent's good i just i just can't help myself I'm honestly, I'm still looking at that uh, uh, tree minder. <laughs> tree minder <laughs> with the tide pod. <laughs> You're not looking at that Jurassic Park gif where I. I uh, that was pretty good too. Where I sent I sent Justin a Jurassic Park gif where the T Rex eats the guy in the toilet, but instead of the guy in the toilet, it's replaced with a tide pod on the toilet. So the T Rex is just eating a tide pod. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty legit, dude. It's pretty legit. <laughs> and the Pac-Man guy eating Tide Pods instead of dots. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're enjoying them as much as I'm enjoying sending them. Dude, I really, really am. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, as far as how I feel about the bug thing, uh, look. So the golden, you know, the bugs that I'm aware of that are sort of game breaking are the Golden Saint uh, interaction with a premium Dark Rebirth, the Embassy disguise with a guard, and I think those two are much different than Bone Colossus. I think that like there are a lot of decks that are run Bone Colossus anyway, and it's a totally reasonable card to run. And you know, right now when Bone Colossus dies, the his buddies still have the buff. I view that one differently than I do people putting Embassy Disguise on guard creatures and people who are dark rebirthing an entire mm -hmm. board of Golden Saints because that that implies obvious at least like demonstrable intent, right? Because otherwise you never put you never put there's no like reasonable reason to put Embassy Disguise on a guard creature and except you know maybe in some niche I'm turning my. Uh, 
guard creature into an OTK with the Ring of Imaginary Might. And the Golden Saint one's like very specific in terms of how it's bugged. Um, and it's like it's more game a game winning change. Like with Bone Colossus, like of course you get an upside, but it's not that you win because of it. Like uh, I don't know, that's a pretty big know. upside. Like yeah, that but takes away like all the of the Guardians, negative. <laughs> but it's still not. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's that upside as the the other card with the Embassy disguise. It's just you lost, right? You cannot attack anymore. Yeah. Um, on your board, so I, I don't know. I mean, you're like forced out of a lane completely, and all your cards that are there are blocked. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a really powerful effect for a two Magicka card. Yeah. Um. I'll be honest. I, I was thinking about when, I, like, I was thinking about this in relation to the Golden Saint bug, right? Like, I was thinking about making a video where I do it on the ladder, <laughs> and. Uh, to draw more <laughs> then wait for the reddit post uh, live and then <laughs> react to that right but you know to draw, <laughs> to draw more attention to it because i found it like kind of ridiculous that people are still doing it and that bug's been around for a long time um zombie hunter 9 by 19 recommends putting embassy disguise on lydia <laughs> get the fuck <laughs> out of here dude are you serious right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can't even clearly anymore. What Benji, <laughs> what Benji in chat is basically kind of saying what I was saying, though, right? Which is, you know, ultimately, if if the ladder meant something, then the bugs would just need to be addressed faster. And I stand by. I think that the easiest way. I think it's unrealistic to expect the bugs to already be fixed in. Uh, a ridiculously short amount of time, but they do need the ability to, I think, just disable cards for ranked play. You know, like I think that's, I think it's the short-term solution to just say, you know, yeah. again, like there's no reason they can't just say, okay, you can't use Embassy Disguise on the ladder right now. Yeah. Like nobody's gonna throw a fit over that, and if they do, then they don't understand the health of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that could be also like an interesting mechanic, like maybe. If people get too bored, they can just like uh, kick out some cards and change the meta. Like, like yeah. it's it, it has some interesting other effects. Maybe how how can you use that? Yeah, I've I personally advocated in the past for much more regular and impactful balance changes. Um, Malibu Barris has a good point about the well, what I think is a good point. I don't actually understand how quality assurance works, but. Uh, that like it would require some pretty extensive testing to f catch the embassy disguise <laughs> bug on a guard creature. I mean that's not an unreasonable argument, I don't think. But uh, you know, I think Charmers nailed it. Like, I think just being able to disable cards temporarily is totally a necessary tool to have. Yeah, because I mean, even if they had the ability to turn around and fix them quickly. Uh, I know that Salad Age has said specifically in the past, and I think even Pete might have said it when he was on the podcast with us as well, that uh, sometimes the hurdles that they face with getting things out, um, you know, because we've heard in the past that sometimes they had to push things back and whatever, is yeah. more around like the coordination of the different platforms and specifically mobile. Right? Like, they have to submit stuff to Apple and to Google and have them go through a review process and all that jazz before they can push them out. Um, and then that's even after their own internal coding and own internal QA and, 
Um, you know, I'm like, I'm not trying to make like a ton of excuses for him, but there is a legitimate reason why like there would be, you know, the two or three day delay, for example, like we just had the patch go through and they're, uh, or they've said that they expect to fix it early next week. I think that's an acceptable turnaround time, but I do think that they need to just be able to disable cards in the interim. And that's, I think the happy medium. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I wonder how it will turn out for the tournament uh, today, like the, the Go For Tesla. Like they've banned it for the monthly final. Yeah. I'm not sure if they will ban it or not. But yeah, I definitely don't want to lose to Ambassadius guys uh, in a tournament. I think actually they did ban it. I think I, I ah. saw something about that on Twitter today. Uh, yeah, I thought that that was also what I had saw. Uh, nice. Trying to learn how to surf on Twitter. <laughs> uh, here we go. Yes, yeah. Uh, Siege Catapult, Balmoral hmm. Spymaster, Bone Colossus, and Embassy Disguise have been banned. Cool. Yeah. I don't actually know what's wrong with Siege Catapult. It can attack even oh, when your lane's yeah. not full. And people, I think people haven't figured out why. Sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. Like, mm. uh, but, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, that's good times. You know what we can do is we can look, we can try to figure out the thread that connects these cards to see what kind of work they're doing on the client that uh, might indicate what they're designing for the future. <laughs> like, how did these cards break? Well, um, here's here's what it is. Are you ready? I think yeah. I've actually nailed it. Oh. All right. So listen. <laughs> Bone Daddy fills a lane. Yes. Siege Catapult deals with a full lane, right? Yes. yes. Um, Embassy Disguise, when you equip it on a guard, shuts down a whole lane. They cannot attack. Yeah. And Belmelora uh, Crymaster is just a dumb card that needs to be deleted. So, my theory <laughs> is they're going to create cards that deal with lanes. It's pretty impressive work there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock Charmer is on the case. <laughs> I, I mean, let's let's figure out which are the cards that does not have like a lane effect or like right. I don't know. I mean, overall, <laughs> <laughs> I was already like sort of thinking here. I mean, I was like, well, the Embassy disguise was kind of a stretch, and then we got deep into Charmer's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I want them to make a Belmora Tidemaster, and when it dies, it creates oh a sweet god. roll. Oh my god, Belmora Tidemaster! And when it dies, you it do creates not a sweet roll. Want to change the the sweet rolls into tide pots? Yes. Holy crap! Oh man, I, I'm doing so much. I'm stealing. I'm stealing the, I'm stealing the shit I, out of did that. Did I just charm. blow your mind? I'm mind blown, dude! Like, oh, oh my god! Wow. That is fucking epic. Oh, dude. <laughs> Malibu Barbas thinks that the Illuminati is responsible. I mean, like, given recent history, it was probably the Russians. <laughs> when do we get a Tide Pod emote? Hey, man, if I manage to stream like six times in a month, which I have yet to be able to pull off, I get 
Uh, I'll be able to get the affiliate thing, and I think I get an emote then, right? Uh, 100 sub points. The fuck is a sub point? The well, no, I'm just saying for me because I got I got the three left that I gotta finish unlocking. Um, right. So if I can get to 100 sub points, I will make that one a Tide Pod emote. There you go. All right. There. Then I don't even have to worry about streaming six times in a month. <laughs> I just need. I just need a Tide Pod emote, and we're, I'm glad it's you because if it wasn't going to be you, I don't sub to anybody else. So, no offense to any other content creators. I just only have one free sub a month. <laughs> <laughs> and to keep it at totally 100, and I've said this before on the show, I don't watch anything on Twitch. <laughs> you really don't. No. Yeah, that is so sad. But yeah, I, I usually don't watch anything on YouTube, so uh, I guess we are like one part of a like one side of a. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> that's why I started making YouTube content to begin with. You know, it's just like, hey, this is what I knew. This is what I like to do. <laughs> yeah, and for me, it's just the interaction. Like, I yeah. I do love the smaller st uh, streams on Twitch and uh, just to to talk a little bit as well. Yeah, like, that's, like also about gaming like I think for me it's nothing more sad when you sit like alone in front of your computer and you have no interaction at all I would never become such a gamer so yeah streaming is actually like the best way for me to have fun with games that's fair we're just watching watching other streams while I play like uh, a lot of people do that um, so that's the thing. yeah you know, I'll be honest, like, sometimes I, I drop into Charmer's stream just because, like, we're friends, and uh, I play another game in the background and, and, <laughs> and, like, pop in randomly to say something, but that's the only time I, I watch anything on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I watch a bunch of stuff on Twitch when I'm, like, video editing, grading papers. Like, I lurk a lot. I'll sometimes, when I'm at, like, work, I'll put it on my mobile phone and kind of treat it like a podcast and listen um, yeah. Like I like to listen to Matt. I like to listen to Furo because they have cool yeah. accents. I I, know, I do like Furo quite a bit. He's a guy, you know. I've uh, it's been cool to watch him, you know, do the Legends thing for a long time. He gave me some advice on my channel when I started on YouTube, which was really cool. So usually when I watch at the moment, uh, I'm on my phone and then I'm not playing. Like I'm taking a break from playing and then I just watch this. So I'm really. Uh, like looking what they what they play what is their what are their thoughts and stuff so yeah I, I like to watch Frenzy for example or um, yeah. like yeah and what what else which times I mean I, I also like to watch Charm of course <laughs> when, you're <laughs> when I can when you're get awake. up yeah. early yeah. yeah well fortunately Charmer keeps completely insane hours I don't know where he finds the time to do all the things he does <laughs> Yeah, me either. That's why I fell asleep yesterday. <laughs> Finally caught up to me a little bit. Um, Trushkov96 asks, uh, when do you think we'll get a new story expansion? Uh, I'm going to say June or July. Mm, I, I think it will be later, because hopefully we get like a new card expansion. Yeah, I think we next. get a pack-based expansion next, but I think that that'll be, like, end of March, early April. So, going roughly three yeah. months-ish after that, I'm going, like, end of June, early July. That's what I'll say will be our uh, story. Next story. So, they just 
they just had a time where, like, I don't know, they because like everyone is complaining that Skyrim was the least impactful thing and that's so go stuff. Uh, so they they had like some, they took some more time, and you think now they are like back to schedule, everything? I do. I think that. Yeah, I would think that. I mean, you know, we just got Clockwork City at the end of November. Um, you know, we just got this little one, but I I would be very shocked if they sat for like another full three months before we got our next pack based. Because three months from now would basically be May, and that would be almost a full year since Heroes of Skyrim came out. Like, I don't think they're going to wait that long. So I think we get our pack based one probably... Uh, like I said, you know, month or two, March. and yeah. then I think that we'll get bet, a story, get story like one about three months move. after that. That would be my guess anyway. Yeah. That sounds right to me. So let's grind that those arena tickets on Twitch drops and uh, play more arena, I guess. Together. Holy crap. <laughs> I just realized I don't have, I have not gotten my Twitch drops today. Yeah, I got a card pack. Dude, this is the only... This is where I get my loot. I do this <laughs> podcast for the Twitch drops. <laughs> what the hell? Aw, <laughs> yeah, oh, damn, those 50 soul gems. Oh my I God. know, I know. I, I think I had this one. I had 10,000 gold, 50,000 soul shards, and all the cards. <laughs> <laughs> and I even have four arena tickets. Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty set. <clears throat> I'm waiting for Mike the Liar so I can craft him in premium. I'm telling you, I'm going to be kind of... Uh... Listen, I almost want to go on record and say if they ever print Mike the Liar and one of us doesn't get that preview card, I might just quit the game. I want... I What I really want is I want the next collection to be the Mike collection where we get a Mike for every attribute... Yeah, and that's what I want. I need a Maitha liar that I can play in every attribute. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Ten, ten cards, ten different versions of Maitha liar. I'm de- I'm 100 on board with this. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what though? Like, uh, here's what's gonna end up happening, and I have a funny story to tell you. Actually, as a result of this, we're gonna get the horse armor card whenever that card's made, <laughs> because I've been talking about it for like a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> And so when, when I, uh, so if, like I routinely say that if a horse armor card ever gets made, I'll dress up like a horse and walk around downtown Denver <laughs> and I'll record it all. I've been, I've been issuing this challenge for like over a year now. And when I was, uh, when I met AJ and Matt in Denver last week, uh, well, okay. I, but, but back up for just a second. One of them responded to me on Reddit when I was posting that, like I always do, that uh, they there, there might have been a horse armor card at one point during development and that uh, they they should mock up a fake horse armor card when they're at Direwolf um, and uh, and give it to me. And it, would that work for my horse armor, horse costume, walking around town challenge? And I said, yeah, I'll count that. So anyway, when I get to the uh, the meeting with those guys, they had this black envelope sitting on the fucking table. 
And I was thinking to myself, like, dude, that is a horse armor card. <laughs> like, it's like these sons of bitches did it. And, like, now I, got, I have to maintain what I said I would do. And it turned out to be, you know, pictures of the, of the new cards. But, like, I was I was ready to just be like, you got me. Like, I, I, I'm going to do it. Listen, I'm going to go on record right now, and I'm going to say it. When we go to this QuakeCon that they yeah. uh, are inevitably likely going to yeah. send us to, Yes. If they give us a horse armor card to, like, debut at around that time, I will be the back half of a two-man horse costume that we will ride around QuakeCon together. Like, I I will commit to being the back half of the horse. Awesome. If (laughs) they do that. This is good. This is good. It makes sense, too, because we discovered that I'm actually slightly taller than you, so it just makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Horse armor, man. That's gotta happen, dude. That needs to be the monthly reward card. I'll grind my way to legend rank one in the last five days of the season if I find out that I'm gonna get a horse armor card. <laughs> I've done it before. I can do it again. I just play shit decks now. <laughs> awesome. Uh, how do you, uh, so Trishkov96 wants to know how you get golden lightning bolt and golden javelin and uh well charmer already answered the question (laughs) (laughs) yeah you got those for competing in these epic gauntlet things one of which i placed pretty well in both of them i think i can't remember how well i think Uh, i I was no good like the the, i was so triggered in the last one because everyone was playing this random keywords on item yeah kind of uh, thing yeah. and yeah I was like uh, really triggering and one guy got um, immolating blast from his random uh, like I don't know I think it was a battle mage or an assassin and he had immolating blast I did not expect that absolutely you know it's funny I played a battle mage in the last gauntlet and I got an immolating blast <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah we did not play against you I would have recognized That's you. pretty funny, though, yeah. I remember thinking, uh, this is exactly why I'm playing this deck. <laughs> so, yeah, I went 2-2, I went, uh, two, two, like, two losses and two wins, yeah. and I was like, shit, yeah. is this the end? Yeah. And then I got seven wins in a row. No, uh, but yeah, no, no. how many? I think five. But, yeah, I, I could actually, yeah, five wins. Yeah, I could get two, seven wins uh, in it. Like, something like that. Like, I don't know. Could you have some five? No, I was two five up, I think. I got at least some wins to um, don't totally. Absolutely. Dude, Redbeard84 has the best horse armor suggestion I've ever seen. I, I, again, on Reddit one time, asked people what they thought horse armor should be. But this is the best answer I've ever seen, which is a unique item that makes the wielder premium. (laughs) I think a zero-cost item that makes a wielder premium is the best way I've ever heard to troll the shit out of people who play American <laughs> Rothgar Forge. <laughs> like, look, I, I don't care. I, I think that card needs to exist. We need some of that in this game. We need some of that in our lives. Merrick North. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that would be actually, like, the worst for me. I'm not a fan of premium cards. Yeah. Uh, like, No. <laughs> Charmer's a big fan of pre- one one episode of the podcast. Charmer crafted premium Gerald foragers. <laughs> I did. Yeah, 
That's the. Uh, I, d- I just. It's just not even a real. I just card. want to have like a full collection, but not. Yeah. Uh, I don't need a golden deck. That's how I feel too. The only golden cards I really keep are the legendaries that I've never gotten in uh, regular versions. Like I have a golden Lydia that I use because I've never opened a regular Lydia. <clears throat> what about a like? Just a one-cost support card that, like, changed your avatar to this shiny golden horse for a horse armor. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I think that it's important. I mean, I, I'm not even kidding here. Like, I feel like Legends is, does a great job of being, like we said, a more mature version of, of a, the Hearthstone style of game. But I, I do think that, like, it's gotten better at this, but I think the core set in particular kind of lacks like highlight reel material cards that could, you know generate that sort of shit. I think that being able to pull a horse armor off of a you know Telvanni Arcanist is the sort of shit I wouldn't mind seeing, right? Because it doesn't really affect the ability for a person to play Telvanni Arcanist, right? Because that card is just an RNG festival anyway. <laughs> and I think I think that uh, you know if you it's an item that Merrick can hit, or if it's an action that uh, you know Cla- um, College of Winterhold can hit. I think that that's good material that doesn't do anything to the actual state of the doesn't do anything to the game that makes for funny shit happening. I'm a fan. <laughs> How do we feel about the cardbacks? I think the cardbacks are awesome. <laughs> I bought them. I mean, I buy shit when it comes out just to support the game, too. Yeah, I bought them to support the game, but I don't like them. Get off my lawn. Man shakes fist at Sky. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what oh, I, just, I just wanted to be those people that were like, how do I turn off the drawing animation? Oh. Wow. There, that happened? There's been mm-hmm. multiple yeah, posts mm-hmm. on Reddit about, like, I hate the new draw animation. It makes my turn take too long. How do I turn it off? It should be a toggle. Dude, that's some screwed shit right there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, um, I feel like... They're... I think it's just, like, we, we just have to get used to it, and then it's not, not a problem. It's not a problem at all, like... Yeah, I'm a big fan. But yeah, I, I I bought the I bought the card backs. I went all in. And I already I know that and some I, people are bugged uh, where if you didn't buy the story stuff for money or whatever. Um, but I I paid money for those as well cuz Justin and I do the same thing where we pay for it and then uh, if Bethesda gifts us anything then we give that back to the yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and I don't know if people are aware of this. Like when Charmer and I give away the free copies of stuff like you can't buy those codes. Like we we were given those codes, and we decided to buy the product ourselves and then give them away. That's really cool. Like I, I have decided since Elder Scrolls is so generous that I really want to have like one free to play account just to oh, yeah. like to grind it out. Like it's kind of a challenge. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm thinking of like since I love the game so much, I really have to start putting some money into it because I, I also want to support it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, those those cards are not also like it's it's a good thing, an additional thing. But they also are great. Like I think the, the designers did uh, like a really cool uh, design on those. Like also like different from Hearthstone. And um, 
So that's like the green card is so great. Like it's it's really fresh looking and uh, the Night Mother card is so uh, a bit dangerous and yeah. creepy. Yeah, really, I agree. Really cool. I agree. I think it's pretty sweet. This is the part where Justin starts shutting down. Yeah, dude, we have reached that point. I'm not paying attention anymore. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, I can see it on your face. You've actually been there for about 20, 25 minutes. Dude, <laughs> I'm such a shitty host. Do you, do you remember that time when you were like, you were like, I'm thinking about Tide Pods and I don't remember what I was going to say? That was the moment yeah. you started shutting down. Dude, it totally is. It totally is. Look, I spend eight hours a day talking to people and like, I just can't, after a certain point, I can't talk anymore. I just can't. <laughs> I got I got nothing left, man. It's my one skill, and my guy is just running out of juice. Oh. Zombie yep. Hunter 9x19 writes, <laughs> True story. <laughs> I, pl I played Oblivion drunk as hell, and when I woke up to my character sitting on one fancy-ass horse. <laughs> That's pretty great, dude. I can respect that. Look at my <laughs> horse. My horse is amazing. That's pretty epic. <laughs> that's awesome <sighs> yeah no I just uh, yeah this happens every week <laughs> I, I just get tired I'm an old man like I don't know what to say Ugh, I just run out of shit to say oh I really I don't know I usually don't feel old but when like people that just in their start of their 30s or even like just started to get 25 say yeah. that they are old I um, I always feel like okay. My apologies. <laughs> no, no, no. no. You're, you're definitely not old. I mean, look, 19 is not old. Don't don't hold that against yourself. Yeah. Uh, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> double just... double 20. Like since since uh, 38. Like yeah. It was like double 19 and uh, there you go. double 19 and a half, and then <laughs> double 20. That's, That's how right. I feel. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> I mean, look, I just, I got no excuse, man. I'm just tired. Here's what I want for a customizable thing. I'm going to go on yeah. record right now. I would pay $25, right? I'm going all yeah. out for yeah. a custom avatar that's animated, but like updates and changes with every factotum that I play. I want to assemble Voltron over time. I, I would like to to have a, ca a character where I could like type in the text that they say, like a yeah. portrait where you could. Don't talk into my turn. <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> That would, you know, you know how that would end up, right? Like that would just. I will mute you, know. you now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I remember the first time, like, I started playing Hearthstone when, uh, and uh, I remember the first time somebody sent me a friend request. I didn't know anybody who played Hearthstone. I didn't have any friends who used the fucking internet, right? My and first was, friend. Yeah, I was like, oh, somebody wants to be my buddy. That's awesome. And I accepted it. And it's like, <laughs> like, I read this, like, racist sexist tirade against me and i'm like holy shit like what is what has happened to the world uh, i'm 
I don't I don't need people's emotes. Oh, out. that reminds me. I uh, <laughs> I ran into our buddy Digital Jealousy on Reddit again. Like he oh, he's yeah. back to posting again, Justin. Okay. And uh, he posted something, and I just replied with, uh, "I've really missed you." And then, Aww. like, two days go by, and then he comes, like, he replies again, and, like, the thread is, like, well dead at that point, and he goes, wait, do I know you? So, like, I replied, <laughs> I replied with, uh, like, a link to a meme about the whole, like, wait, I recognize you that's in Skyrim, like, when the guards are about to recognize you, right? Yeah, and yeah. then, like, another day goes by, and then he just replied with, well, I must have made an impact on you, so you're welcome? That's, that's <laughs> awesome, dude. That's legit. If, you, if you're not familiar, Jelly, this person uh, no. once said that they uh, despised not only a bunch of streamers, but me, and I forget who the other one was, but me specifically because uh, they tried sitting through my stream and I was a salty butthole. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have not they have not seen Reynard or any other, like, yeah. I don't know, streamer. And, yeah. and it just yeah. happens with games. Like, yeah. get over it. Like, yeah. but weird. yeah, like I mean, maybe he he had some time off, and maybe he did grow up, and <laughs> it was just like a thing, like of right. a moment, or right. <laughs> like some moments. Salty bottle thing. It's really funny. Like, yeah. yeah, I must make an impact of you. Like, I feel like yes. Right. <laughs> I feel like in that thread, like, wasn't I, like, talking you up or something? Like, I don't remember how that... What was the original yeah, thread Yeah, because they said something, uh, uh, I don't remember what it was either, but you did. You said something like, first of all, Charmer is amazing or whatever, and they came yeah, back yeah. with, like, I literally couldn't stomach his stream. <laughs> yeah, because he's a salty Because he's a salty butthole. That's right. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. I'm glad I was able to be part of that, Glory. Yeah. <laughs> well... Ray Ray Parker wrote, May you walk on broken glass. You know, <laughs> that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> oh my god. By the egg, a fine Tide Pod. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Alright. So yeah, I, I do think like with that story, I will take it with me and not actually think so much about some things <laughs> like give give it too much thoughts because like i'm always like if people react to me weirdly yeah. i'm usually overthinking stuff yeah. and so yeah especially with reddit i guess i get that's good advice for my future reddit that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, Reddit's been an interesting experience. Yeah, and, and honestly, the Legends subreddit is super positive compared to every other forum I've ever been to on Reddit. Because, like, I'd never used Reddit until I was in a closed beta, and, people, like, the Bethesda forums are just a fucking dumpster fire. And so, like, I, you know, even though that's where everybody was reporting bugs and stuff, like, I would go to the Reddit, the Legends Reddit, to, like, learn more about what people are saying about the game and stuff. And, um... Like, I had a really great experience, so I was like, well, I'm going to go check out all these other forums or other subjects I'm interested in, and, like, man, did my optimism about humanity not last long there. <laughs> like, I just got beat down by people who are just full of, like, vitriol. Like, it was awful. The the girl game, uh, Reddit, Reddit is also kind of okay. But I guess that's not a topic you're interested in. But, uh, I, I yeah, know. those are the two topics I... 
Because, like, I think if you want to have new Elder Scrolls, like, you gotta really go to Reddit too. Like, it's or like, I mean, okay, have have some friends that are there, but if you want to have like read it first or as soon as it's out, yeah, yeah. you better go there. So I force myself <laughs> to do it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> And, and I mean, generally speaking, like the the positive interactions usually like I don't know. I found that like uh, once I pulled my head out of my ass, like positive interactions in my life stuck with me a lot more than like negative ones. So like I, I value those quite a bit these days. But I can't imagine being like a teenager getting on the internet and like seeing some of the shit people say to each other. Like it just really like shocks me. I mean, I yeah, I think as a through talking has, like. Yeah. Through writing, I do sound more negative than I mean it. Yeah. I don't know. Can be can, can be kind of harsh. I mean, you gotta uh, add those. You I, gotta add those extra exclamation points. That's how people know that you're actually really nice. <laughs> I'm <laughs> significantly nicer when I get to type it than when I speak verbally. Yeah. Because I can delete what I'm typing and then reword it. Right. Like I can actually go through the editing process. And when I say it verbally, it's usually not very pleasant. I think that's probably why I'm a salty butthole on stream. That's fair. <laughs> hey, what is this link that the last Titan keeps trying to type? I'm super curious. Uh, I, like, reposted it. Like, if you scroll up. Oh, did you? Oh. I thought I did. No. It's, I keep, like... I keep seeing message deleted, message deleted. Is this gonna ha hack my computer or some shit? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, I I cannot even see a link uh, at all, and that is so sad. That link. Have left. I have I disconnected <laughs> from chat? Is that the problem? Because I just posted it in chat, but now I'm not seeing it come up. Okay, I Here, see. We'll try that. What is this? Oh, it's the conversation. Oh, yeah, oh, I had disconnected from chat. Wow, that was weird. There you go. Okay, here we go. Y you want to read this out loud? No, I don't want to. Like, it's too much text. Okay. Too much work. This is, is it worth it? Like, is that mean really good? Like... <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, I it's just I a, a pretty standard oh. example oh. of... This is some fucked up shit. Wow. Yeah, this is much actually more articulate than the guy who attacked me on Hearthstone, but um, yeah. it's still awful. Like, usually I had, like, the, the most active ones were actually Russian people. Oh, who yeah. were, like, uh, yeah. then writing a lot. Yeah. And then sometimes in English, sometimes in Russian, they, yeah. they unfriended you, like, after two minutes. And I actually had that kind of experience in Elder Scrolls, too. Like, really? if you ever played against um, the Spanish guy, I forgot his name. It starts with a D. Um, and, yeah, he will he will friend you and then yeah. talk some Spanish to you and then uh, uh, unfriend you. I speak that. I, I'll go right back at him. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't engage these people, <laughs> obviously. But uh, that is funny. I've never had that happen in Legends. Uh, that, like, in Hearthstone, I had one funny experience uh, on Legend. Um, yeah. When I got there the second time. And then, yeah, he friended me. And we actually got to talk. And I was streaming the whole time, like, also making fun of him on the stream. Like, all my chat was making fun, kind of. Mm. And then, uh, 
like eventually it came out that I was a girl and then he was like oh shit I was beat by a girl <laughs> and then I was like yeah and yeah. I'm like 40 I could be your mom and then he was like oh shit <laughs> like what That's and awesome. then he came to the stream and awesome. first he was nice but then he insulted the whole uh, chat yeah. and then uh, yeah he got away <laughs> but that was like sometimes it's kind of like I don't know I do like to interact with trolls if if You're they right. are not like to yeah. uh, well this how, is how do I say it? if I open up a little bit this is That's a good right. time then because you can expect to interact with Bleak Coast Troll an awful lot over the next couple of months. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Sandra and yeah. I are researching how to turn that costume into something I can wear. But don't you think like the troll, isn't it actually like for me, it looks a bit like a boring card? It's yeah. like it is boring. Studded and it's like it's I don't know, but there's not like not really a downside, not no risk. I guess I like cards that are also like a little bit risky, um, a bit more. So Jelly likes a little I, bit I'm of not... excitement in her life. Yes, of course, I do. Uh, like I uh, like I've discovered through card games that I'm actually a risk taker. But like people in real life would actually not think that of me. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, like if there is a chance to take a risk in the card game i usually take it kind of weird like i think it looks a bit uh like i i think i come across a bit different that's interesting i mean like i guess my approach to the game is sort of reflected by my parts of my life like i'm sort of just like a novelty seeker <laughs> but like which i mean is you know sort of true about me but i i don't know about risk taker i'm pretty I don't know. That's interesting. I haven't, I haven't thought about how my gameplay reflects my life. Because I guess I play really conservatively. Like, I tend to not break runes, not attack, make defensive moves constantly. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for example, like, I've never experienced drugs in my life, or like, yeah. maybe had, like, because I was, like, with those card games that, uh, like, have money involved and stuff, like, I, I usually try to stay away. Yeah. protect myself from that so like yeah i don't know but i think i would have i would have actually liked to try everything i mean thank yeah. god that i didn't but uh so that's the thing yeah see card... and now i cannot play these awesome cards card, card games <laughs> taught me that i'm an asshole <laughs> yeah yeah like like that guy like a salty, yeah. <laughs> salty that's you know I like uh, to demoralize my opponents and force them to concede. There's no sweeter <laughs> victory because I'm an asshole. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my favorite way to win is... To I really hate concedes. those people that, that try to force you to concede. Like, I usually <laughs> don't like conceding. Yeah, that's honestly... I like to play it out. I like them to kill me. Like, it's it's okay if they kill me, but if they, like, shit on me, I don't like that, so... <laughs> that's, that's fair. Sweet. All right, anybody got any uh, any final questions? Because we've been this is the <laughs> longest episode yet. Actually, we've, we've... Justin is shutting down. Yeah, Justin I'm, I'm is shutting down. You know what? Oh, yeah, you know what would actually probably let you like cast longer, Justin, um, if you get some coffee and yeah. uh, a Tide Pod. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I got my Tide Pod holder right here, man. 
Oh. Are people actually using like those coffee machines where you put the pads in, like tight pads? Maybe? Oh my god, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. We need to get like, uh, the, what's the that cleanest coffee. Name? Yeah, what's the name of that company? I used to have one, and then I felt bad about all the little cups I was throwing away. So oh, like you're talking like Tide Pod Keurig cups? Keurigs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is genius. Yes, Keurigs. That's what's up. <laughs> See, for some reason, I thought I heard her say Tide Pads, and all I could think of was yeah, like... Yeah, I said that... I said it in that way because, like in Germany, we have those coffee machines with pads yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. I and know so I felt too. like, yeah. yeah. So you have like, yeah. I, I do like to make jokes with words. I appreciate it. If people, if people then um, understand no, them, sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> Look, charmer's just not funny, and I'm tired. So like, we're not gonna pick up on everything <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, buddy. I love you. It's not funny, man. I have feelings. It's exactly what somebody with no sense of humor would say. You do. <laughs> my thing with coffee is sort of like my. I was thinking about this. My thing with everything, which is like, if I don't intentionally derail myself from overindulging in something like my inclination is to take things to these ridiculous extremes so like i'll drink like four cups of coffee in the afternoon and then like not be able to sleep and so like <clears throat> i just try to keep it to the minimum that i can and then cut myself off because i just know how i am with anything you only eat diet tide pots <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sweet I wonder how many like Weight Watchers points a Tide Pod is. <laughs> I should ask. It's funny. My deputy director is also a personal trainer, and he uh, he talks about points for food and shit. Yeah, like what's the what's the caloric value of a Tide Pod? Yeah. I, I mean, there there has to be sugar in it because there's sugar in everything, right? Yeah. So a little bit. They should have a little bit. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. I think, like, on balance, you end up losing weight because of the massive damage it does to your digestive tract. <laughs> but, like, in the short term, yeah, you probably take in some calories. That's true. <laughs> you don't actually know what a Tide Pod is? I didn't either. I started hearing these jokes before I knew what a Tide Pod was. Yeah. I get my, uh, my laundry detergent the old-fashioned way, which is in a five-gallon thing from Costco. Yeah, I'm actually glad. Like, I saw those in Karma stream first, and then yeah. two weeks ago, maybe I, I asked my husband about it. I was like, yeah. "Do you know about these Tide Pods? What <laughs> what is the meme about it?" Then he explained it to me. So now, now I was prepared for this podcast. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's fine. But yeah, if if my students like, I, I'm in a school like not in a city more in a little village like if they ever yeah. come with up with tight pots i'm i'm all totally up to date like that's like the most <laughs> respecting that you can get as a teacher like that's awesome. and you can also share like, those jokes i put it on twitter but i'm on that next level stuff where i'm eating the uh, little pods that go into my dishwasher oh god dude <laughs> The Russians don't even have to try to destroy America, man. We've done it. We've done it ourselves. 
I remember me like in high school going, you know, if if Rome was so wealthy and advanced, how did it fall so quickly? And now yeah. we know it was Tide Pods. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. They, well, Malibu Barbus, you can get Tide to go. You just drive. You know, gotta go through the drive-through window, obviously. He's talking about those Tide like on the go sticks. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, they have like uh, like on the go sticks for if you get a stain, it's supposed to you're supposed to put it on directly, and it'll not uh, like a, a snack, basically a it, like yeah. I'm not even joking. It looks like chapstick, but it's tied and it's meant for stains. But now I kind of want to use it as chapstick. It's like it's a good idea, a genius move. Now, actually, now it's special. I, I think we we can all be grateful that Charma has so much to. IRL that he's not doing an IRL Tidebot stream. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Can edition. Maybe him yelling at kids <laughs> to get off his lawn and, and talking about, like, when I was your age and all this shit. And then he'd be making jokes to some 16-year-old at a gas station about Tide Pods he's buying them, and the guy'd be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and on his way out of the store, he robbed a gunpoint lives in this shitty part of a shitty state. I kind of <laughs> want to do an IRL stream where I just walk around downtown and interview random people. Yeah. About random things? or yeah. like No, dude, even better. <laughs> Ask him about legends. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah, look, I gotta know. Man on the street. My name's Charmer. <laughs> I'm doing this podcast. I need to know how do you feel about reverberating strike versus crushing blow? The world needs your opinion on this. Dude's like, motherfucker, I am not going to crush and blow nothing. <laughs> like, no, no, it's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. Take a <laughs> see this going really well. Oh. Yeah. Good times. It's impressive, though. I mean, like, I, I managed to re-engage here towards the end, which is rare. <laughs> That's because I perked you up with I mentioned Tide Pods. <laughs> I, got a, I got a passion for this, man. If I could go back and change everything, <laughs> I'd be a Tide Pods specialist. Oh, yeah. The, the funny thing about, uh, like, my husband explaining that to me, like, he was, like, re uh, like explaining how nice they, they taste. And then I was actually like, oh, shit. I got hungry, like I like he was explaining how they are supposed to taste, and then I was oh like, God. "Oh, I got hungry," and then he was like, "No, not really," but yeah. Dude, your husband's <laughs> fucking trolling you, like that's awesome. Oh my yeah, God. like he he should really stream. Like he's that's really funny. Good. That's that's why I picked him. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's all I got going for me, so that's what I that's what I marketed myself with too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Malibu Bar was talking about Bitcoin. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I don't got time for that shit. We don't get time about Bitcoin. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the other thing, yeah. Yeah. I have no clue. Yeah. The market is like... crashing harder than Justin at 1 a.m. in our podcast. That's oh. That's <laughs> okay, fun. that's not good, man. I'm shocked, by the way, that, that it's not doing well. <laughs> shocked, I tell you. And this referrum thing? How's that? Dude, that's true. Charmer trying to get to the top of a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's not wrong. It is a pyramid scheme, and it's, I want to be at the exactly, top. That's exactly what that is. It's 100% a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Ray Ray says, I feel like Justin would be more of a Dogecoin guy. I don't... I don't... Ah, oh God. Hold on. Let me Google Dogecoin. Have you not seen Dogecoin? 
No. It makes me want to start Neither. a Khajiit coin, I'm not gonna lie. It's a picture of a dog on a fucking coin. <laughs> <laughs> Shiba. <laughs> it's a Shiba Inu. It's a cryptocurrency featuring a likeness of a Shiba Inu dog from the Doge internet meme as its logo. Introduced as a joke currency, it quickly developed its own online community and a value of $60 million. What the frizzle? <laughs> I'm like this close um, at this point to just like moving to a cabin in the woods, <laughs> growing my own food. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a grinder. Like I never had the, like the wish to just like, suddenly have a whole lot of money. Like yeah, I don't know. I hear you. So I, I, I just like. Yeah. I've never felt that way either. I always, even when I didn't have any money, like I always thought like hard work was obviously the best way to get it. Mm. On the other hand, like oh, I on the other hand, like, I when I was my mind. small, I got to, I got to take it back. Yeah, I had like I, I just feel shit for a little. That I, <laughs> I always had this like, what would I do with a million uh, <laughs> if I win it on on the the uh, lotto uh, thing? Oh, and then I, I, I was like, oh, okay, I buy this and I save this amount, so I have yeah. like a monthly thing. And I, I was thinking, like when I was younger, I was thinking about that, that a lot, like yeah. uh, when I was like eight or nine. Yeah. I also had this, like with my grandparents, yeah. like a uh, a bottle with money in it, where my, my grandpa uh, put in his, uh, like the, the cents and stuff. And then yeah. every week I did count this bottle of money. Like that was my favorite part of the week, like to count that money and see right. It, uh, like, it was a little bit more than, uh, last, uh, week. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> that makes sense. So, yeah. <laughs> Silly yeah. things. When I was eight or nine, I also was inspired by a bottle that my granddad had <laughs> around the house, but it was not full of money. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, uh, it was Vicodin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good chat, guys. I gotta go to sleep. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> All right. This is a great episode, though. I have to say, you've been an absolutely wonderful guest, Jelly Charmer. You are fantastic as well. Uh, Justin started phoned it in for a while, but altogether, great effort. <laughs> All right. So here's your guys's homework. If you're a viewer, go out. Find your best Tide Pod memes and then tweet yes. them at Justin. Yes, that's your homework. Do. Please do. I'll, I will accept them all. I'll give them a little like. Click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan. Yep, Immortal King says sleep time. Uses my amazing pug sleeping emote. Yeah. Yeah, that is so cute. It is. <laughs> Dude, hold on. One last thing. When you get your Tide Pod emote made, man, can you please just put the exact same little Z's that are under the dog <laughs> under, <laughs> under the Tide Pod? I just, I feel like it would bring it together perfectly. I, I don't know. I was thinking I either want it to be like a big Tide Pod or I kind of wanted like me holding a Tide Pod foaming at the mouth and I couldn't decide which was <laughs> I liked more. They both have a lot of artistic value. <laughs> right? I, uh, I appreciate that. Maybe you want two emotes. There you go. There you go. The more the merrier. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright. Great, shit. Great we'll, show, guys. We'll see you on the ladder. And also on Twitter when you send Justin Tide Pod memes. See you all on the ladder. <laughs> <laughs>